Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we're in our eighth teamless Tuesday for round eight of the NRL. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by our expert physio, Mitch Brown. How you going, Mitch? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Finished work in time, so surprise Tuesday night podcast for all the listeners out there. Though they'll probably only listen to it on Wednesday unless they're wanting to listen to it at midnight for two hours. So good we, luck to we them. Can't, we can't let our two, two fans down. <laughs> That's right. And look, uh, Nick Lord, who is a stats guru in Fantasy Nugget, uh, has the week off. So uh, we have Anthony Brown, who is our adequate fill-in. Hey, Anthony, how are you going? How you going, gents? Pretty good, pretty good. Well, that's good. No, glad to have you on, mate. So you, you've been doing real well, so glad to have you on. Now, guys, just, uh, of course, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Boom or Bust NRL. Guys, uh, so make sure you check us out, like and uh, or follow us. We have pretty much daily content, you know, funny stuff, as well as like proper, hey there, here's how you can improve your team segments. Uh, and look, thank you to everyone who has subscribed, uh, who has followed and who listens to the podcast. We really appreciate it, guys. Uh, and if you do like it, leave a review so that if people are looking for a podcast, uh, they might choose us. Thank you to those who've already done so. So guys, just really quickly this week, we have our leagues, the news, sheesh stats. We have our physio, trust me, I'm a physio with Mitch. We have the naughty corner. We talk about what we got wrong this week. We then do the rundown of all eight games, including Teamless Tuesday. We have our To The Moon segment for breakdowns. Oh, captain, my captain. We have our trades. And then we get to the questions from the people. So guys, our boom and bust leagues this week. Mitch, I hear that, you know, there's a bit of filth happening in your leg, mate. What happened over there? Mate, so we've still got the same leader, uh, NRL FL Loms, uh, coached by Jacko. He continues to be undefeated. So he's 7-0. Nathan, he's 7-0, and and he does not look like dropping a game. But we've got Nathan Ramjet. He punched out 1,038. Oh, jeez. That, that is a serious score. Um, did have Talakai in there, but... You know, props to him for getting on when we recommended him not to. So, what does he know, right? Apparently, lots. Oh, gosh. Uh, and you had uh, Nathan Cleary in there. Now, mind you, fellas, that 1038 was with Fafita playing in centre. Oh, geez. Oh, so he, he could have added 50 in there if he had a good game. Yep. Oh, okay, there's some absolute filth out there. I might need to, you know, start deleting some teams. Anyway, okay, so. Look, we have Nick's away this week, so we'll catch up on Nick's newbie league next week. Look, my my one. Fortunately, some people lost some games. Kiwi Cookie and Threat Level Midnight are now six and one. There's no seven and zero team, so that's good. It means is that there's no runaway people up there. And guys, I've almost cracked the halfway mark. I'm up to eleventh. Oh, climbing up the ladder. Hang on, I'll quickly have a look where I am on the ladder. I believe I'm still languishing in thirteenth. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm 13th, but I'm yeah. 3 0 oh, 4. There's a bit of a log jam uh, in the league. So, from. Uh, you know all about There's one wins. win separating 5th and 14th. Gross. Okay. So, it's a nice it's a nice tight league. It, it's good fun. I, I'm enjoying it. That's uh, it. With the exception of uh, NRL FL 
Loms who's, you know, running away like hey. the uh, Penrith Panthers. And, mate, if you're going to do so well, can you pick an easy to say name? Thanks, mate. And, uh, look, year of the Paramine, 1015. Well done, mate. And, look, boom or bust overall. The great Malenko, 35th overall, got a 990 this week. So, well done, mate. So, you're leading the league. Uh, yeah, well done. Uh, and 35th, which is a great overall score, too. So, guys, how are we doing overall for fantasy? So, Mitch, you must have picked up a few ranks this week, mate. Yeah, I went backwards just a touch. I'm <laughs> out to 7399, so I think I clawed my way into the the very low 7000s. But it was a better showing by the team, and we'll get to it later. But but one mistake sort of, I think, kept me out of really climbing up the ranks. So, a bit more stable. Uh, I keep making that Tigers analogy. Like the Tigers, I've steadied the ship. And um, looking to hopefully surge in that post-origin period. Ah, fair enough. Ant, mate, how are you going over there? Yeah, I think I'm just bouncing around 8,866 at the moment. Um, I think I went backwards a little bit this week as well, even though I punched out my biggest score ever. But based on previous season performances, this is the best best year yet so far. So I'm pretty happy with it. No, that's mate, great, mate. Look, improvement's improvement, right? And Definitely. Look, speaking of improvement, my team finally finally got some traction going. So I got a 9.96 this week uh, with no Talakai, which I'm very impressed. Like, you know, I'm impressed by myself. No. the uh, <laughs> But look, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> so look, I'm 2.904. So I feel like I've got it together. But, you know, next week everyone's going to get a 30. So... You know, is that what you say in the morning every 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 time you sort of brush your teeth? It's like I'm impressed with my fantasy score. <laughs> Just get that positive reinforcement. Oh, I like I record it, so sort of play it to myself every once in a while. So that's it. All right, guys, let's get to the NRL news this week. So, of course, we had uh, the very important news this week that uh, Kalen Ponga's father's resigned for five years at the Knights. So. Jeez, that helped this week, didn't it? God, well, last week, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's absolute. Yeah, that, they really put on a performance. Did, didn't Kalen come out and show him why he's worth a million bucks from next year? Oh, I hope he has a get out of a get out of jail clause in his contract after that performance. I hope the Knights have the get out of jail con- clause in the oh, they, contract. They, they do. Tom is if, busted, man. It, he's busted. Do. I'm te- keep telling people that he's, he's in if, real if trouble. He, if he wins, he's got a get out of clause contract. If he wins a comp. <laughs> so he doesn't have one so no that's it he's playing to 2027 <laughs> so that's it uh, all good okay the other news is mitch barnett is uh off to the warriors because like i guess they were short on people clocking other people in the face i was gonna say he's just gonna go join another team of flogs Oh, get right in. Kane Evans. Matt, Matt Lodge is on that team, dude. Like, be careful. <laughs> He'll come and find you. Come and and find Adam or Blake. Like, they're coming for me already at Magic Round, and you're sitting with me. Like, be careful. That's it, I'll mate. Do... <laughs> uh, they're in Diamond Class? No. Uh, <laughs> Row six, Bay, bay five. Oh, they'll probably just teach you with a footy, mate. Anyway, uh, all right. So, apart from that, uh, there wasn't really much else news this week uh, in the world of NRL, uh, apart from a bit of judiciary news and a ton of injuries, which we'll get to you with Mitch in a sec. But first of all, Ant, you've taken over our She Stats this week. What are the big news and the big stats this week? 
Yeah, so if you haven't already figured it out, Talakai was our top sheath stat. Um, with everything but, especially two tries, three try assists, 262 metres, and eight tackle breaks, which resulted in 107 points. So he, he's a wrecking ball. I, I saw him at the airport two weeks ago, and he is an absolute unit, and there's no way anyone's going to tackle him. Anthony, um, real quick question. Yeah. If Stu, you and me were there, could we tackle him? Could we put him down? Because we, we sort of had this thing with David Fafita that we didn't think Nick, Stu and I could do it. Could the three of us put CLC for Talakai on the deck? Or would he run us over? You'd bounce right off him. You wouldn't get an arm on him. He's, he's just like a dodge him car. You wouldn't get near him. So, no. Definitely not. No, you and get if you went... A dodge him car means you get near him, but you bounce off, mate. Make yeah, the analogy's yeah. right. Oh, I'd said that, didn't I? That's the evil. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, mate. Wh- anyway, moving on. Um, so Xavier Coates four tries. So if you didn't see the other the game yesterday, Melbourne put on an absolute masterclass, and Josh Adokar hopefully wasn't watching, but four tries to Xavier Coates. So he did an <laughs> awesome job. <laughs> um, and the other game on Anzac Day produced a whopping 780 meters kicked for Ben Hunt. He just absolutely nailed it. Um, he took total control. I believe he got, was it two forty twenties? And he also attempted a twenty forty. So it obviously makes sense with those kick meters, but very clutch during that game. Mm. Um, then we had James Tedesco with three hundred meters um, and thirteen tackle breaks. So, so, so Ben did... Hunt really kicked for four hundred meters. <laughs> No, I, I guess no. They count the runback meters. So Ben Hunt really kicked for like a thousand meters. That's right. That's Tedesco where they. Went. It's where they make the tackle, not not mm. where it lands. Yeah. So James Tedesco. So Ben Hunt kicked for a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Tedesco's back in good form though. So Tedesco owners did very well this week based off that. Cam Murray, uh, sixty-six tackles. So absolute workhorse. And Damian Cook with sixty-three. Um, then we had Joey Manu. Well, for those who owned him, this was a terrible week. Eight missed tackles. So, look away, boys. Um, then we had Tyson Gamble following him up with seven missed tackles. Then Matt Burton, six. And TPJ and Jacob Carraz with four offloads. So, they did okay. But Joey Manu, Tyson Gamble, Matt Burton. Not looking good, boys. That's it. Well, there's not too many stats collected, like apart from like errors and whatever else. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but fortunately or unfortunately for these guys, missed tackles, uh, yeah, they're pretty clear about when you just, you know, you bounce off someone. Uh, all right, guys. So, Mitch, there's quite a bit happened this week. What happened in the world of injuries? Yeah, we've got a few this week, boys. Let's go through them. So first up, let's go with Dane Gagai. So he's got a cheek fracture. Uh, current time listed is three to four weeks out. Heimel Hunt, uh, also a cheek fracture. He's actually been listed as six weeks out. The My sense of that would be that he's probably going to require uh, a higher or more invasive level of surgery. So could be even six to eight, but... But I would expect cheekbone surgeries really once you get through that time of healing, he should be okay. But I would wager from time of surgery, if he's going to have it, which at six weeks, if they're listing that, is likely, it'll be six weeks from the time of surgery because that's our normal sort of time of healing post. Implications of that is Edric Lee's spot is now secure. Uh, 
Delaney was was well, well, uh concussion. This was quite a nasty one. He's currently listed as one to two weeks. I saw that concussion. I would straight up say that's going to be two weeks out. It was a really bad hit. Anytime you run into uh, Nelson Asafa Solomon's knee, that is not a good thing, uh, and that'll bring in Valia. Josh Curran, he's currently listed uh, at four weeks out with an MCL injury. My sense is that's going to, again, be at least a grade two. Uh, occasionally, they can get out to that six-week mark. And uh, the implication of that is going to be, Stu, that potentially he might not be back to his top form when Tohu Harris is coming back because his comeback's not all that far away at this point. I think we had him slated back for round, round 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Bird, so one of my favorite plays. He's currently listed as a possible broken arm. That said, he's named to play. Uh, we don't play NRL players with a broken arm. That's not a thing. So my sense is that at this point, it could be really bad bone bruising, and that can be extremely painful. Um, we'll just keep an eye on that, but I'd wager if they've already uh, listed him, he's had all the appropriate imaging. So they'll probably put him in a in a big brace, and, and he'll be able to play. Jaden Sewer, Syndesmosis, I saw this one, was quite nasty. So Syndesmosis, guys, he's either 6 to 8 in non-surgical interventions and then sort of 12, 16 weeks, possibly even 6 months with the surgery. Generally, it can be towards that 16-week um, period with the with the Syndesmosis surgery. So once we know if that's a surgery or not, we'll know how long he's going to be out for, but we'd be thinking at least 6 to 8 weeks at this point if it can be managed conservatively. Dane Laurie, he's slated as uh, four to six weeks. So again, thinking grade two MCL. As I've said in the past with uh, our backs, when they have those MCL injuries, uh, generally, even if they come back at that four-week point, they're not going to be at their best to that five to six weeks. So as, as a fantasy player, I pretty well consider them to be out for six weeks, but they might try and eke him back a little bit earlier, given how important he is for the Tigers. Jacob Host, shoulder subluxation. So he's not uh, listed as playing. My sense is that uh, they'll probably take that one fairly cautiously. Often when you have a sublux shoulder, you can have some tearing in the labrum. The ligaments in that area are stretched. You have an increased risk of dislocation. I think he probably won't be playing for the next four to six weeks. And that'll bring in Davey Moali. Uh, Taniella Pasika, grade two MCL again. That's going to bring in Sean Kempe. And the final one, which was quite a nasty one, I actually watched the video um, talking to Stu before the podcast because I didn't watch this entire game, uh, was Andrew Davies, an AC injury. Now, he's not listed as playing, and that's going to bring in Ethan Bullimore. But if a player at the NRL is not playing with an AC joint, I tend to think bare minimum grade two, but most likely a three. And that could rule him out for three to four weeks. The way he did react, though, given um, the the type of injury it could be, I wonder if it's a grade four like we saw with Xavier Savage last year. He looked to be in a world of hurt. Grade threes are pretty painful, but NRL boys are tough. Um, I'll be watching that one pretty closely, and grade four do often require surgical intervention, and that'll do him for the season. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Um, my gut feeling is probably a three. Fours are pretty rare. Um, and then you're thinking, you know, three or four weeks, often they sort of load them up with cortisone and bring them in pretty quick because you can pad that up. Um, and that's going to bring in Ethan Bullimore or potentially Josh Schuster. Um, the last one, Brody Jones. So he's hyperextended his elbow. Um, he's currently named to play. He potentially could be a late scratch pregame. Um, 
hyperextensions can be one of those things that it's hard to say um, until game day, but he may be able to play through it. I'd expect him to be fairly heavily braced, and I reckon he'll be avoiding tackling through most of the game. So if you have him, he's obviously a key, but just be aware he's not going to score as many points because he's not going to want to tackle with that shoulder for the majority of the night. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh yeah, and they'll probably be running plenty of traffic at him, so let's let, let's hope that he does keep it up. Um, all right, so guys, uh, thanks for that, Mitch. There's certainly plenty to run through there. Uh, now we're at the naughty corner. So guys, suspensions this week. Look, yeah, Daniel Tupu from the ropes with a steel chair. Oh, poor Mikael. That's a sin Rabelara. bin, man. Oh, That's a sin bin every day of the week. Oh, 100%. I look, the doggies forums have been saying Jack Hetherington, you know, got five <laughs> weeks for the exact same type of thing. And, you know, I know the coach said that that would have been two years in jail during Magic. Did Cup. anyone notice which coach that was? Uh, sorry, which referee that was? That was the same referee that sent Lomax off against really? the Panthers. And, yep, yep, and, and the bloke who sent... Uh, Sewer off for that yeah. hit on Sean O'Sullivan. But, it was egregious. I, I went but, after but, him when it happened the, against the Panthers. It's more the it's bunker, just... though, because the answer is is that you, when you have one ref, whether he sees how bad it is or not, right, maybe it bounced off the shoulder and it's just worth a penalty, but the bunker should be able to see that, right? Well, he, yeah, he said to the bunker, it doesn't look as bad as it looks. So they, he already Looked put in them. bad. He already put into their head, like, oh, it's... Look, oh, like to, to be honest with you, if they said all of those were just penalties, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, right? that's my issue is the consistency. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's that's it because as they're okay, it did sort of bounce up and off his head at the end of the day, sort of like, but it was careless. He, and so, look, he gets the week off, uh, Daniel Tupu. Uh, and I know that Kenty apparently blew up Deluxe. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. He- he Nothing new it. there. He blew up Deluxe today on uh, NRL 360 twice. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Oh, it was on my feed and I could just see him. I was I was at work. Like, it just it just kind of pinged up and I just, like, I saw him sort of yelling at the screen about, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, okay, we have... Could have cost the Dragons too much needed points. That's true. <laughs> it certainly could have. Um, and look, he probably should have gone to the bin on consistency. Look, we've got Aaron Penne. He's probably the hardest done by here. Grade 2, careless high tackle. Guy literally fell into his shoulder. I know there's a duty of care, but literally fell into his shoulder. Um, so he did He did take the other guy out. So I can understand, but still, he's probably the hardest done by. Jeremy Nanai gets 1000 bucks for a uh, early play. Tane Milne. I think we've been talking about him. He plays very angry. I know I've been chatting with a friend of the podcast, Dean. It's, he just has no chill, and he paid for that this week. Tano Milne. So, uh, Isaiah uh, Tass gets a run there. We'll come to that a bit later. And Tamale Olokuatu, uh, grade two. I finally got that right. We're up to, what, week eight? Finally. Thank goodness. The uh, great... Actually, week 16, because we did eight weeks oh, of Oh, jeez, don't you get me started, mate. Anyway. Man, I, I've been listening to all the podcasts, and don't worry, both of you get them some names wrong. I think, Mitch, you did... I just, I read, just whipped on Delaney. Was, you, you, you got Sean Kepi wrong. And it's like, Reed, Reed Marnie is not Reed Mahoney, mate, okay? Just just let's get that out there. Okay. You did well, that a couple of times. Fair enough. Anyway, I'm sticking look, with Reed Mahoney now. Yeah. Amoli Oluquatu. He got a grade two careless high tackle. That was just pretty simple up and down early play 
one match for him as well. And uh, Jerry Hargraves gets away for his uh, what looks like a bit of a filthy, you know, proto hip drop tackle, uh, which injured Jaden Sewer. But you know, he's he is who he is, and we don't like him. Moving on. So guys, one thing we all got wrong this week. So. I'll start off. I bought Charlie Staines. It was a huge mistake. Uh, I was thinking he'll get some good points. But no, Stephen Crichton drank all that milkshake. So I'm probably going to have to hold him. But he's just going to sit down there in emergencies and frustrate me all year. So, so hang on a minute. You went, you sold Walters, brought him back in, and then you got Charlie Staines all over a three-week period. Don't uh, don't, don't start me, bro. Okay, look, I'm sitting up here on 2,900. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> No, uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, look, Charlie Staines, because I had to get clear this week, which I enjoyed the points for, but I could have got a lot of different players. I probably should have got, you know, almost anyone else. I didn't. Anyway, I, at least I didn't get Harry Rushton. At least Charlie Staines has a chance of playing oh. this week. And the Panthers are playing... Uh, who are they playing this week? Anyway, we'll get to that a bit later on. So they're, they're playing the Titans. So yeah, I reckon Charlie Staines could be in for like, what, seven? Uh, anyway, but that was my big mistake this week. And what was your mistake? Yeah, so I benched Coates for Ilias. I've just been like praying that Ilias will fire and Coates hasn't been getting a ton of points. So they're roughly even. And then Coates went on a rampage and yeah, that, that just made my uh, match this week all the more stressful. So... That, that's a huge mistake. So I'll be um, swapping them over this week, I reckon. Not not egregious though, right? That's a fairly forgivable error. I don't even know if yeah. I can see that error. That's no. just bad luck, it's really. Bad luck. I, I, think think, it's, yeah. I think it's fairly sensible. But, but, if that's your worst error for the week, you're doing pretty well. Stu bought Charlie Staines. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 wait, hold on. How, how did your big buy of the week go, Mitch? Mitch, what's Mate, your big mistake? I, I'm pretty glad, you know, I'm, I'm all for self-deprecation. I'm pretty glad you put in one thing we got wrong because I didn't really know where to start. I was scrolling through <laughs> the last podcast and I'm glad to see you've deleted the run sheet because I was sort of thinking, gee, there'd be a few things I got wrong. But let's go with this one, Angus Crichton. Um, that one that one stings. I, was, I, was, I, I called Tedesco having a big game and he did, but I also thought Crichton would fire. I just cannot understand for the life of me, and we'll get into it later, why the Roosters are not using Crichton and Manu. They're probably their two best attacking mm. players. Um, they were heading down Mommy's wing all night, and I understand that uh, uh, you had Sua and Bird go down, but they were going down that left side well and truly before then. And uh, Gus Crichton, plenty of missed tackles and still no attacking stats. I think, you know, I'll talk about it later, but he had like 40 metres gained. It's just... It's not good. Um, so that that was my one big mistake for the week. We won't worry about all the other ones. The the uh, yeah. Look, I don't think Luke Kiry's worked out how to pass right yet. So yeah, I think that's the problem. He's moved out to the right and hasn't learned how to pass. So and I teams anyway. I'll, I'll get to that a bit later. But yeah, the Roosters they've shuffled their halves around again. We saw what happened to Power when they did that. Anyway, guys, let's get to the week eight games. So first game Thursday night. So, geez, what are they going to do in Brisbane on Friday? Because the Broncos are playing on Thursday night this week at prime time, 7.50 p.m. So, uh, date night this Thursday night, place with no television. Uh, so, Broncos team, let's have a look here. They have the name same 17 
Uh, however, Billy Walters has been named to start at nine. He did start at nine last week, but he was named on the bench. And Corey Pay, he is at 14. Uh, so, Mitch, what's happening with the Sharks team? Uh, Sharks captain has returned to the starting side at lock, so that's Dale Finucane. Uh That moves Cam McGuinness to the bench. Braden Trindle makes his way uh, to the reserve list, and Wade Graham is now lurking in the 19, so he might be slated for a return soon. Oh, yeah. delicious. And it's hard when a team's running that well. Where do you, you know, I Teague Wilton's been playing pretty well. So. Yeah, where do you put him? Like, without he's, upsetting he's, the apple cart. I, you got to put him on the bench because he can do it all. He can play any position other than fullback and win, that's, really. That's true, actually. I think you've picked it, mate. If Braden Trindle's at 18, I reckon Jack Williams will fall out of the team. Wade Graham comes in at 14 in that team. Yep. You yeah, have to play cool. him. He's too good. That's true. Look, and uh, 100%, so that's the team there. Uh, guys, having a look at these teams, and mate, who are you looking at from this game? So I've got Payne Haas. Um, so last game he had 65 points. He's currently break-even of 58, and he's now sitting pretty on 913k. Um, so... Last week he had, a, I think he went off for a little bit of an injury, so I think that ate a little bit into his um, tackles in the opening part of the game. Um, so a couple of lost points there. Um, this week though for the Sharks, I reckon he'll punch out probably the same, if not better, score. Um, I don't think the Sharks pack will really um, do him too much trouble. He just seems to be good against everyone, really. Um, so that's someone people should really, you know, think about captaining as well, which we'll get on to much later. Um, and Cam McInnes, um So just looking at his points last week, 34 points. So break even 47 and 576k. He's still on the slide. So with Cam McInnes, I guess the trend is your friend. I think we've still got a little bit want to go with him he's quite an impact player off the bench still um you can see him he really gets the um the team rolling forward he will probably do the same against the broncos um probably even better this week actually but in saying that i still think he'll probably average around the same it's, it all really comes to how many minutes he's getting um like you guys have been saying previously i would probably wait um to buy um as his price continues to slide, but he'll come good soon. Like you guys are hundred percent spot and he'll be a pickup soon. I reckon. Mm. Um, but again, waiting for that PPM. Uh, I, I suppose the, the big concern with cam is last week was his big week to show us that he could get big minutes and he could play uh, with that real high PPM. And he just, just didn't do it. Um, I'm pretty much out on him at this point because I needed to see something from him this week with, um, or last week rather, with Dale Finucane out. And it just seems like he's got a big role change at Cronulla. And that's not to say he's a diminished player, but he's playing a different type of footy in a team that needs him in a different way. And I, I actually am wondering, is he fantasy relevant at all? Short of, you know, the sky falling at, at the Sharks and they're having big injuries across the board. I think it's only due to injury. I think that if if uh, Braden Braley uh, goes out, uh, so Blake uh, Braley goes out, or if uh, uh, Dalfinukin goes out, he becomes irrelevant. Like, I think that's the only way. 
Yeah, that's it. And look, they've decided with Cameron Kinnis, like last week, he could play 80, but he didn't. He played 54 minutes. So the only and, game and he's doing well in that role. But from a fantasy point of view, as Anthony said, the trend's the friend. It's still going down. Don't touch him. 100%. Look, he's lost 200K. I see him hitting cheese levels sort of uh, below 500K as, as it stands because he's, he's averaging... Oh, It'd be in the high 30s, mate. low 40s. Yeah, that's it. not good. Exactly. No, it's uh, 34 and a half. Yeah, no. There you go. Cannot touch. No. Uh, all right. Mitch, who have you got, mate? Just one quick one, guys. Uh, so I got Talakai. Ant went through the stats early, so I'm not going to go through that. I asked the question to you and Nick Stu for three weeks. There is no point continuing to ask that question as it appears way too late to get on. Um, I do think better teams, particularly with those good edge defenses, will find a way to handle him. He's a big boy, but he's a slow boy. Um, if you got him, well done. Enjoy the rocket in team value. But unless you two have any arguments, I actually think it's probably on the verge of being too late to grab um, Talakai. I think there's probably better ways to spend your cash now. And on a player, I think if we get enough film on that, teams will find a way to deal with him. Oh, yeah. You go in. Go on, Stu. Oh, okay. Don't chase the pump. Never chase the pump. Just never. Like, you're just gonna, you're gonna get burnt because one week he gets 107, and next week he might punch out like a really ridiculously low score, and then you'll be very sad. So, yeah, he definitely has a 30 in him, doesn't he? Yeah, you you just kind of, you feel like the the, the week you buy him is the week he'll be playing bad. Yeah. I, it's just one of those things. And Talatel Kula, he showed in that second half, is that Talakari only scored like seven or eight points that entire second half. Because Cooler showed that if you've got a decent set of legs and you got, you know, uh, you're not worried about backing off. Essentially, if you're not letting Talakai run a full head of steam while running backwards and then try and tackle him, right, you'll do all right. So I, I would say Talakai. The only thing is, is that his, his break even somewhere between minus 10 to minus 15 on true break even. So if he does go big this week, you will hit another enormous score. So look, it's the absolute, absolute last week, and it's it's really it's casino time, absolute he, casino time against Stags. Oh, he could do a number on Stags. Stags sometimes doesn't show up. Stags sometimes doesn't show up. He called them out on Channel Nine though, so you know he'll try and show up at least. Assuming you know no sex tape. That should be good. Who yeah. have you got, Stu? <laughs> uh, mate, I've got Nico Hines. Uh, look, just. Guys, he is performing Cleary S performances. You look at his stats, there's no major standouts. There's not like Paps where he's just getting like uh, all these ran, like uh, attacking stats, like just pumping up his score. It's just this accumulation all across the board kick meters, run meters, tackles, tackle breaks. He's doing really well. So 78 points. He is, mu- look, there's not many guys that we say are must have, but he's must have. He has been since probably week two or three once we worked out how good he was. But find him. He's at half or at wing fullback. Uh, look, a couple of interesting fellas, though. Tamari Martin, 325K, uh, 12 break-even or so. He performed very well in his return from injury. He was against the Doggies. but Now, he's DPP, uh, half wing fullback, under 350K. Are you guys tempted by Tamari Martin? Very tempted. Yes. yes. I, I thought he looked really good. He passed the eye test. And he didn't have ridiculous attacking stats either. No, it was a, it was a good trend. Uh, it's just, 
my only concern it was against the Bulldogs. But yeah, yeah. But do you know what though, man? Do you know what the Bulldogs were good for a long time in that game, and they just faded. And Martin wasn't a big part of that attacking surge. He he was kind of rock solid the whole way. I can't see why he couldn't keep those stats up week to week. As I said, with the brain bleed last week, he might get unlucky and hit, or he might get extremely unlucky and cop another bad hit, and that could rule him out. But from an injury perspective, it's it's a fairly low risk. The question is, what sort of scores do you see him getting week to week? So if he averages in those low 40s, he'd get up to the, you know, high 400Ks, low 500Ks. But if he, if this is a one-off and he actually is in the mid-20s, that could be a bit of an issue. 100%. Uh, look, could, yeah. I, I, Billy Walters, I'll put him in here. He's at 297K. He's got a 35 break even. He's named at nine, but you've got Corey Pace sitting there, guys. Is it sell time for Billy Walters? I just have too many issues to do it this week. And while he's named in a squad that just has not figured it out, I'm not losing my shirt over it. Um, he's If he punches out 30 or 40 this week or Pakes breaks his legs, then Walters is back to the starting nine and could conceivably have multiple weeks of 45, 50 points. So I'm not going to get into the trade circle. He's an emergency-style player. He's not generating me huge amounts of cash, but nothing would annoy me more to see, say, Pegs go down or Walters to win the starting nine job, and he starts punching out that cash. I, I just can't afford to take that risk. No, gotcha. And I guess that brings me to the next one. Corey Pay, 45 points last week, 328K, uh, very low break-even this week. Uh, he got 50 minutes compared to Billy Walters, who got 30. So it was just a straight swap between those two. Uh so he's named on the bench again, but is it worth getting on board Corey Pay early? Because, you know, his ceiling might not be enormous, but Jake Turpin has not been cited. There's something quite wrong with him. Shoulders. Uh, the extent of which I don't know. Yes, if you don't want the stress of Walters, like Mitch was saying early, where he's either in, out, playing halves, playing hooker, then Corey's probably some a good option, I think. I, I think yeah. there's a lot of risk associated with it. I think if you have Corey stick with Corey, I think you have Billy stick with Billy and just go to the casino and hope that it goes the way you want it to. I think if you chase the dragon here, you might get your pants pulled down. That's true. Well, I, I guess we can you know, wait. I, I know this fantasy player who traded Walters out and then traded him in and now he has no pants. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, the, the good news is though, is, is that with... Uh, if you have a look at this one here with Corey, I guess one of these weeks, I don't think they can afford to play both Corey Pay and Billy Walters only for 30 minutes. Like, it's just, it's not working out as a team, right? To have a guy come on and play like that. Brisbane aren't a good enough side to not have, like, a guy who's playing bigger minutes. So, especially when you look at the rest of the quality on that bench, uh, we really, we're having a look here, Corey Pay. So, Reese Kennedy, Thomas Flegler, Keenan Palacia, like, they're not setting the world on fire here. No, they're not. I think I think this is almost like a, a trial period to figure out who's going to win the spot. I, I would suggest that there's something grossly wrong with um, Turpin's shoulder, and I might do a bit of a dive um, over the next few minutes and have a bit of a look for you. Easy. All right, guys. Uh, now, obviously, we all got Brisbane to win. So, Mitch, how much are they winning by? Uh, just because Nick's not here, Brisbane by minus 20. So, Sharks <laughs> by 20. <laughs> Excellent. And... Uh, Sharks by 20. Yeah, and look, I got the Sharks by 12 because they did pretty well against the Panthers until 
uh, they ran out of puff. And I think that the Sharks are good, but they're not quite as good. All right, next game, Friday night, 6 p.m. Who puts this on? I guess it's up at the Gold Coast. Um, So we have the Titans versus the Panthers. So Titans are a big one this week. So I guess they got tuned up. They really want to see something happen there. AJ Brimson is back to fullback. We have Will Smith starting in the halves next to Toby Sexton. Philip Sammy returns to the starting side on the wing. Patrick Herbert's moved to centers. David Feeder goes out of the centers into the back row. Kevin Proctor goes to the bench. Jared Wallace uh, goes to... Where did he end up? He ended up out of the team entirely. Uh, Mo Fonawake goes back into starting prop. Jamin Joliffe is injured and out just with a small calf injury. And then just add some more spice to it. Jaden Campbell also might return as well. And it looks like Jermaine Asako is now just the 18th man. So guys, I think there are about maybe seven players in this team who are playing the same position as last week. So it's it's a bit of a change up here. That'd be why the Titans are at $7. Uh, yeah, that's it. Also, they're playing the Panthers. And how many changes have the Panthers made this weekend? Uh, well, would you look at that? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think this is the fourth or fifth week in a row that they haven't had to make a change. So that's getting pretty filthy for the I note that uh, To'o is still not in the team. Sort of tickets on myself predicted that that might be a bit longer than they listed. I think they'll take it easy now that Taylor May sort of filling his shoes quite nicely. No 100%. Why do, you would wait till he's... I think they said they left him the brace for an extra week than they needed to because they knew he couldn't stop mucking around once he took it off. I read that. I didn't believe it, but the fact that you said it as well makes me think there might be a bit of truth to it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, mate, it's he's that sort of guy. But look, yeah, if he comes back fully fit, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to second think my uh, Charlie Staines call. I was uh, let's let's just say that uh, I was uh, parked on the side of the road, quickly making my trades before the game be this week, and uh, uh, haste doth not make good trades. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Cleary's in, yes, but who else? Who else? Anyway, and uh, I, I won't mention the podcast, which uh, I caught about three seconds of, and he said the word Charlie Staines by it. I'm like, oh, 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 whatever. Moving on. Uh, okay, so guys, who are we looking at this week? Ant, who who are you thinking about from the Panthers? So the obvious one's Tao and May. Um, the money printer just keeps on printing. He's 39 points, 29 break even, 546k. Jeez. Um, so this week against the Titans, I think this is going to get really ugly. Um, Tao and May might get a lot of, uh, probably higher than 39 points. Um, just watching the Panthers shifting the ball around the field, like creating so much space for their wingers, so they can attack any side. But I think May's the the go-to for their wingers, and then I have Targo, thirty-nine points, forty-six break-even, five hundred fifty-eight k. Um, another money printer. Um, in saying that, we might see the price dip. Um, in the next few weeks, he's been consistently scoring around thirty. Mark in the last three weeks, as opposed to his opening rounds of 50. And like I said, the Titans look pretty weak on the edge, even though that Fafita is playing out on the edge. Um, who's their other second row on the other side? Bo Fermel. 
Okay. Mitch yeah. knows that one. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hesitate on that one. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. So... Like, like I yeah, like I said earlier, it's going to be a flip of the coin where the Penrith attack. Like they've got two really strong like Crichton on one edge, um, Tag on the other. Um, I personally probably wouldn't pick him up, but if you've got him, just hang on to him. It's just, you're gonna happy days, right? Yeah, I look at DPP keeper centers. It's like exactly. You just just leave him alone, uh, and we'll get we'll get to the absolute best keeper center in a little while. But uh, yeah, look, Targo, I you know he's playing thirteen, and he's probably only center at the Panthers at the moment, not slated for Origin duties. So I don't think there's any major rush to trade him out though, right? Like he just he just continues to reel off acceptable scores, and you're not you're not losing big cash on him at this point. There's probably oh. bigger concerns on your fantasy team right now. He's averaging 46, 100%, and uh, last two averages 34. It could be a little bit better, but, you know, he'll get back there. Oh, uh, he's just as likely to crack out two or three tries this week. That's it. Well, look, Mitch, I'll skip you for a second uh, before you get to the big boy, but, look, I'll, I'll go to the to the other big fellow who we can't tackle, David Fafida, uh, the center experiment that, I don't know, do what's happening with Justin Holbrook, uh, 30 points. He's got a 59 break even. He's 784K. Uh, yeah, look, I think I wrote down here, Justin Holbrook's trying to work out a way to get half a million dollars worth of the value of his $1.25 million man. So, steer clear of David Fafita, guys. The team has not worked out how to use him. Toby Sexton doesn't know how to pass in the ball in good position. The team can't get good shape. They've, they've never got him good shape. The only times he's pumped out good scores is basically where his schoolyard bullied some edge defense or some halves. So looks like they're missing Jamal Fogarty out there. They are because he got him good. He he at least got him some good balls and good passes. He was slow, but at least he knew how to pass and to and to get good shape on his team. So yeah, yeah. I I I'm not sure. I still just am not seeing it from Sexton. I I, I felt Fogarty is the superior player, and I felt like they should have tried a bit harder to hold on to him. I know that, that some people have been pretty high on him, but. I'm just not seeing it from Sexton. No, um, not at the moment. Well, how about you take us into Toby Sexton, mate? What, what are you thinking? Um, Toby Sexton, well, we called it uh, multiple weeks ago. Eight points in 80 minutes, boys, is an absolute disaster. Does not look up to NRL speed, in my opinion. Probably now worth chucking a star on as his value continues to plummet. Um, there's nothing like experience at the NRL level. He's going to get it now. They've got no one else to go to, so sooner or later he will figure it out or he'll just get totally dropped. Um, for who? His... For who? Well, They're going that, to play that's Tanner it. Boyd they've and got, Will Smith. They've got, no, they've, got, <laughs> they've got no choice but to play him. They're totally committed. Um, it's nearly past the point of ejecting. If you don't do it this week, you almost have to hold him. Otherwise, as you've said to me a few times, Stu, you've just crystallized your uh, losses. So... Um, we look at Fafida and I think we've had our finger on the pulse the whole time. It's really Toby Sexton. Uh, he, he needs to pull his finger out. I'm sure a lot of uh, fantasy owners were sort of thinking that given Fafida would be outside Sexton, he'd just have a field day with try assists and line break assists, but it's just not been forthcoming. So if you don't eject on Sexton this week, you're pretty well committing to staying with him for the long run. So that's, something to keep in mind. That's yeah. it. And look, I'll go through a couple really quickly. Steve Crichton, 59 points, 34 break even. Uh, so Cleary is a points fairy. 
And he just gives out points to the players around him as well, right? Lee Martin, you know, Stephen Crichton and other teams, they might not get nearly as many points, but he gets them decent ball in decent positions and they score some points. Uh, the danger is they're talking about him for origin. So he, I reckon he's going to be in that 24 for origin, like at this point. He might not make the 17, but he, there's a good chance that he might miss round 13. Uh, guys, for me, he's a hold for now. Uh, because even if he plays Origin, he's more than likely to back up afterwards. Uh, so guys, I he's definitely a hold. Uh, did you guys end up holding Steve Crichton in the end, Mitch? Absolutely. He um he's going to score points sooner or later. And Nathan Cleary loves Stephen Crichton. He's a quality player, and who else he going to trade to? I said it last week. Um, until there's someone better to get off, why would I get? Why would I do it? <laughs> You see, so you feel bad for Christian Crichton because he's the older brother. He's the guy who grew up with like Cleary and Luai and all those guys playing with him. He's the same age, yet it's his younger brother, like the kid who used to tag along. He's actually getting the points and the origin and everything else. It's it's a bit sad there. So yeah, sorry Christian Crichton if you're listening, mate. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you get that run soon. Uh, okay. So the next one is Dylan Edwards. So, and. Did you get Dylan Edwards? Oh yeah, I did. Excellent. That was, yeah, it was, it was a decent trade. Like like you guys have been saying, he's he's quite solid base stats. He's not gonna he's not gonna ruin your day really. Um, I think one of the moves was possibly Crichton into Edwards, but I still kept Crichton. So, um, oh, look. yeah, he, he's just solid. Like like you like you, you got to hold him. I reckon. Yeah, look, D- Dylan Edwards, he, yeah, 46 points, almost all base stats. Look, as we saw this week, it doesn't matter whether they're tuning up teams, but he's, he's just his base meters. It's a great stable base to have in your team. Uh, look, at 500K is a real buy at the moment. He's sort of a 50-50 mix. But if you're just sick of your guys scoring 50 points, if you have Kalen Ponger and you hate riding that friggin' train, you know, go get Dylan Edwards. He's probably one of the safer bets to have. Uh, the the um the thing is right. These are all base stats. <laughs> he will sooner or later have a game where he gets two or three meat pies. Oh yeah, and, and that'll be say. a big seventy or eighty point game. So That's I see it. a lot of upside with him, and he's playing on the best team in the NRL. You're unlikely exactly. to lose your shirt. That's it. Exactly right. As long as he stays healthy, right, his his points will remain very high. And look, I'm going to talk about Charlie Staines here because a few people did pick him up last week. Two eighty four k. Nine points, 23 break even though because he got a 40 the week before. So Crichton ate the Lions' uh, share of the points last week because he got three tries. It didn't go out wide to him. And uh, one of the flick passes just didn't catch him at the right time. So look, but Charlie Staines will eat well at some point. Again, they'll just, they love catching teams short on one side or the other. And when they find a team that's weak on their left edge, Charlie Staines will score for you. So emergency player, really only. I would say, however, if you can get Timari Martin, go do it. So, Mitch, we haven't talked about one player at the Panthers. Who's that? In Cleary. Um, continues to return to pre-shoulder surgery form. Looked in absolute control of the game. Some people were questioning why get him so early. I think the last two weeks have demonstrated exactly why you get him so early. You put the C next to him, and you sleep easy at night. 
I have slept like an absolute baby the last two weeks knowing that Nathan Cleary is my fantasy captain. Some things are worth paying for in life, guys. We don't cheap out on our captains in fantasy. We'll likely have a day against the Titans. Uh, one thing that actually might hurt Cleary, and we saw this in the uh, beatdown of the Canberra Raiders, was he had a drop in kick meters of 347 and yet still managed to punch out 85 points. He's a fantasy fiend. I think he's also playing fantasy because that field goal at the end was worth, you know, 10 points to his fantasy score. I know there are a number of players, uh, Mitchell Moses and Daly Cherry Evans, both do play fantasy and have both said that they picked themselves. So something to look out for because I was sort of sitting there. I was sort of sitting there watching the game going, come on, mate, pop a field goal. And it's exactly what he did with 10 seconds to go. So, you know, in conspiracy corner, I reckon he's playing himself. And that just means he's going to want to suck up all the fantasy points he can. Guys, do yourself a favor. Get Nathan Cleary. He's the genuine must-have. You've got to have him. That's it. Making me captain, everyone. Go stop what you're doing. Work out a way to get in. Send us a DM with your team. You like we've helped some people work out ways to get him in without selling all your keepers. So give it a go. The big one yeah. that I've, I've thought about with this as well with Cleary is that he got 85 without a try assist. Uh, so, sorry, without a, yeah. Uh, we, we, no, no, he had, try. he had a couple of try assists. Yeah, no, uh, no so, tries. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, without a try. Or, and, um, sorry, it was a try or a line break. That's right. Uh, and yeah. so himself. So the the main the largest point ones. So yeah, he got a lot of assists, but he didn't get one himself, which means on the games where he does, and he's coming up against the Titans. Dooley dooley. Yeah, captain this week. Okay. Here's something for you, Stu. Something I was doing a bit of a dive on his stats. It's not unusual for him to not score tries against the good teams. He seems to take the line on and have more of those breaks against the better teams, and that's the scary thing about Cleary. He'll score plenty of points with assists and uh, getting repeat sets and all the like, all those base stats against the crappy teams and then he comes up against the good teams where you think there'll be a drop and he scores meat pies that's it well i th- i think because the uh the better teams they do so much research on getting out wide jamming in early and whatever else it just means the panthers are playing eyes up footy if it's not on well if if they've got players rushing up out wide well guess where they're not rushed up right on you so you put the kick through or you you run through yourself he's pretty gross yep. he's much like cam munster who will come to uh, that's right, yeah. So, guys, uh, Panthers, mate, how much are they going to win by this week, Ant? 24. You're going to blow them up. Yes. Look away, Titans fans. Oh. <laughs> uh, it could, could, could be worse. It could be Warriors fans, I guess. Uh, so, uh, how about yourself, Mitch? Mate, I've got other plans this night. Panthers by 20. No point watching this game. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to watch just as a Panthers fan myself. Uh, but, you know... No one wants to watch it with me, so I might need to get a Huxley's by myself. Uh, I'll, I'll hold your hands, too. Don't worry. Oh, fair okay. enough, mate. Well, maybe this Friday we'll look after the board. Ooh, uh, a date. It's a date. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, well, I don't know. I find it hard to watch watch the Panthers play because I, I get nervous until they start pounding on points. Anyway, let's get to the later game, the Rabbitohs versus the Seagulls. This is the top eight game, eighth versus seventh. Uh, Rabbitohs team... Uh, so, Ant, what's happening with the Rabbitohs team? Doesn't look like there's been any changes from what I can tell. Oh, so um, except for Jacob Host being out of the team. Um, You've got uh, Isaiah Tass, Isaiah uh, Tass sorry, who's yeah. been named in the team after Tane Mills' uh, suspension. 
Yeah, and uh, Savili Havili will also make a return to the bench after strong early, early performances. And he's replacing Jacob Host with his sublux shoulder, who I feel like probably will be out for the next four to six weeks. Fair enough. So, look, uh, Havili's yeah, just coming back to do that job that he did at uh, he did at the Raiders. Though, I guess Damien Cook's been playing fully, like... Uh, you know, for the full 80 minutes. So maybe he'll just play a bit of uh, second row this week, middle forward. All right. And the Seagulls this week, uh, this one's a big one. Marty Tapao comes back from COVID. Sean Kepi also comes back from an HIA. Andrew Davey has not been named uh, after the AC joint injury. Tafoa Sipley has been named on the bench. Uh, Hamoli Olokuasu has been suspended. Taniela Paseka with his MCL injury out. So Ethan Bullymore, he of the early season trap for me, returns to his side as the Kurt de Louis. And Ben Travojevic also slots onto the bench. So we got Burbo on the bench. And Morgan Harper is 18th man. Tolotau Kula is starting in the centres. Morgan Harbour sent to purgatory. I wonder why. <laughs> Shadow realm. That's it. So look, let, let's go to Cooler. So 16 points in 40 minutes when they were getting... No, they weren't getting pumped by the Shark. He's actually made a really good comeback. But he shut down Talakai after that rampaging first half. He's got a 12 break even at 241k. So he came on, he stemmed the bleed. He allowed the eel... Uh, sorry, the Seagulls to... Almost looked like they put on one of the great comebacks until they dropped a couple of balls and it kind of time got away from them. Uh, look, he is NRL quality, guys. Like, I know we were talking about some guys who weren't NRL quality. Uh, Tola Circle is NRL quality. Do you guys agree with that one? No, I do. And I actually think that he probably should keep the spot over Harper. I'm just not convinced Desi will do it, but I, I certainly think he's a better player. 100%. Yep. Either of you, Anus? Nope, or look not yet. Um, he's cheapy, so I might as well. I'll look into him. I'm looking for a, a someone to trade uh, cheapy this week, so um, probably so going to pick him up. He makes me a little bit nervous. Just the whole job security thing. I, I don't know if I can whiff too many times. More, um, I think I'll probably go to Mari Martin. I think if you know I was in a strong position like you, Stu, I probably would roll the dice on Cooler because he does look the goods. And I think, as Anthony said, uh, Morgan Harper is at least temporarily in the shadow realm. Um, it's oh. one of those things. I suspect if he has a day and the Eagles find a way to get over the bunnies, he'll probably retain his spot. And perhaps I'll wait the week to see if that happens. That's probably the most likely course of action. That's true. It's unlikely to crack out a century at centre, so you should be all right there. Um, and like if he gets 20 points, he gains what, 10 grand, 15 grand, like whatever. Um, he's not as, and he's not playing fullback like he was named originally. So look, if something happened there, it'd be different. Uh, but look, for me, it's one of those, he's a great cash down option this week. He's probably one of the best cash down options this week for really, because he's still 241k. So for me, he is a buy if you need that. Uh, and look, DC is a hold. He... Had a okayish game in the team that got slapped. Like he wasn't scoring very well at all. He was on like eight points in the first half, and then he he came back with like you know got it got into the fifties. So you can't come oh forty nine. So you can't complain too much there. And Jai Arrow, guys, I 
622k, 41 points, 51 break even. You've made about as much money as Jai Arrow gets. Uh, he's got a cap on his minutes, even with injuries. He's got a cap on his points, even with injuries. He is a sell either, I would say, sell up to Tamalolo or someone similar, or down to someone like a Brandon Smith. Uh, but yeah, Jai Arrow for me, I think that we have seen exactly what you're going to get. Okay, uh, Ant, mate, you, you've got some absolute guns, guys, that we do not want to be selling from the bunnies. What have you got, mate? Yep, Cam Murray. I wish I had him on my team, but I don't. So 69 points. Nice. 62 break even and 905k currently. So he's reaching power levels of pain hearth at the moment. He's just a staple workhorse. Uh, we'll probably see his price leveling out a little bit here. Um, but those who got him beginning of the season are probably laughing all the way to the bank. Um Definitely trying to figure out how to grab him. I'm hoping he comes down in price eventually, but I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I see it happening the way the Rabbitohs are playing. Uh, I think yeah. we talked about it last week, and I think it, I, I, perhaps it was used to you that they're playing a very different band, brand of football under Ben. And I know you're about to get to it now, Ants, but the football seems to go up the middle with uh, Damien Cook. I think. Cam Murray is probably one of the better keepers of 2022, and and like you're saying, Ants, I think you need to get him in probably towards the end because it's going to be very difficult to see him dropping in price. Maybe he'll take a bit of a dip around and, origin. And HIA uh, maybe or some of that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it'll take something like that because their style of foot is working for where they're at. They just don't have that strike power out wide. And when you've got a forward pack like this and Damien Cook, why would you? That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, well speaking of uh, guys running through the middle end, what are, who else have you got? Got Damien Cook, so as Mitch alluded to, back to his pre-Bennett form of running the ball off some really strong um, attack up the middle. So he had 66 points, 49 break even. He's 904k, so he's not cheap. Oof. But love watching him running from that dummy half and exposing very, very lazy forwards or markers who aren't square. Very smart guy. Um, obviously trying to catch people out with penalties and whatnot. Um... Rabbits have a weakish teams teams coming up um, in their draw, so I expect his points to be pretty high in the next couple of weeks. Um, I guess it comes down to the debate. Like Tom Starling had a pretty good week last week. I think he punched out a 64, much cheaper. But I wouldn't really think of picking him up soon. But if you've got him, just hang on to him for now. Um, to Anthony's point, here are the here is uh, the Rabbitoh schedule uh, coming up. They have the Seagulls, the Broncos, the Warriors, the Raiders, the Tigers <laughs> who just beat them, but they should knock them over, and the Titans. <laughs> Time oh, to that's, 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 just, that's just a really good point there, Ant. That there's there's no way Damian Cook's dropping anytime soon. No, no. not not unless something happens to them. Wow. Okay. So and and to my point, these guys you got to have them in at some point. The way that they're playing, the way the team's playing, uh, post Origin, you have a plan in the back of your mind. These two somewhere in the in your team, and if you had big money, if you had Josh Curran money, right, and he had a bit of spare cash, I reckon Cam Murray. Yeah, go get Cam Murray. It's like what's what's going to happen to you? It's like well, they were talking about Josh Curran for Origin anyway, or get Isaiah Papali, one or the other. 
Yeah, he'd probably go Papa Lee with Origin, so looming. Mm, true, but look, I'm saying either way, like Cam Murray, no. I, I reckon if you get a chance to reach him this year, even if it's through an injury, go grab him. Yeah, you're not losing anything there. Uh, just a quick one, boys. I've been banging on about him for about two months. Lachlan Elias, two try assists, one line break assist, and 202 kick meters. Elias is going to continue to grow. I keep saying it. Have been saying it all year and going to say it for the rest of the year. He's a hold until something better comes up. Wouldn't be mad if you traded him to Tamari Martin, but I think there's cash to be had there. And what's wrong with having a player who's punching out mid-30s to low-40s every week? Um, sooner or later, he's going to cap out and then at that point get off. But sometimes patience is a virtue. 100%. All right, guys. Uh, so, Mitch, who have you got winning this game? i got Rabbits by 14, boys. I think they're too good up the middle and... Uh, Manly is not good in the middle, so I've got him to just gut some straight up the middle. Fair enough. Uh, Ant, what have you got, mate? I reckon Desi's ripped a couple of doors off this week, so Manly by six. The fear of God will be in Jake Travojevich this week. <laughs> That's quite true. And look, I've got Manly by 12. I, I reckon that um, the, the Manly, they play by running around teams. And I reckon the edges will be exposed a bit this week up at the Rabbits. So, and yeah, they'll, they'll definitely need to pull out a better performance. So, yeah, bit of a split one on that one. It is pretty much a toss of the coin. And I think the bookies, yeah, look, they've got Rabbits as favourites, but not grossly so. Uh, speaking of games that we probably don't want to see, we come to the Saturday games. Guys, make sure you've got something booked at 3 o'clock because uh, it's the Warriors versus the Raiders. Uh, the Warriors technically the favourites in this game, somehow, uh, after that massacre last week. Uh, look, guys, Aaron Pena is suspended. Josh Curran's got an MCL injury. Dallin Watanese-Lesniak has a concussion. Edward Cozy has also been dropped, possibly injured, but possibly just he stopped running versus Xavier Coates to let him score that fourth try. So he may just be dropped all the way out of the twenty-five. Uh, Bailey Siernan returns to replace Josh Curran, so he takes that edge spot. Rocco Berry has been named on a wing. Uh, Viliami Vailia has been named on the other wing. Uh, Alicia Katara and Jack Murchie are on the bench. The Jack Murchie's suspect whether to return or not. Uh, and Cody Nikarima is also not spotted anywhere in that 25 at all. So, geez, what? how bad do you have to be? How bad do you have to be traveling to not be anywhere in these 25? Wow. Cody Nicarima bad. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Okay, so Cody Nicarima, uh, mate, start calling up Super League clubs. Uh, and Mitch, what's happening with the Raiders this week? Mate, we've got uh, Elliot Whitehead makes a welcome return to the Ricky Stewart side. Harry Rushton has been shifted onto an extended bench. So those who picked him up early, that's a bit of a whoops. Uh, veteran Jared Croker has again been named on an extended team list uh, and is gunning for returning first grade. And if ever there were an alarm bell going off in my head about the milk, that would be it because Jared Croker is the definition of busted. I could get around him at the moment. Mm. So, well, look, unfortunately, you know, Semi Valame and Matt Tomoko, well, actually, they're, they're probably doing better than most of the others in this team. So, you know, you may end up pushing Semi out to a wing. And uh, Xavier Savage all the way back to Reggie's where he probably needs to spend some time. Uh, speaking of Xavier Savage, negative three points, guys. Now, it was against the Panthers, uh, against Stephen Crichton. Uh, I don't reckon 
like he's not quite Tolita cool. He's not quite NRL ready yet, especially in a team that is not doing as well. So he's not a buy unless he's at fullback. And he's got a break even of 44, which is pretty gross at 288k, right? So he will lose money for a couple of weeks. Uh, and obviously, I will quickly point out uh, that Charles Nickel Clockstad is named at 14 again. Guys, so if you didn't sell him last week, and you've just woken up out of your coma, uh, guys, sell immediately. First thing you do. Uh, he obviously something is not right back there for chance. For chance, uh, he's disappointed. Ricky or possibly Bernie's pizza, something like that. <laughs> Most likely the latter. Most likely the latter. I had, geez, it'd be tough working in Canberra. And look, speaking of uh, the Warriors, though. Uh, you and Aitken, 47 points, 47 break even, 655k. Guys, he was probably the best player in that team, uh, Warriors team that got tuned up. He was one of the few guys that was running back crisply, tackling heavily, uh, tried his absolute guts out at line defense uh, in that team. And, and he, he looked passed good. the ball. He passed the ball. That's it. I, I sent the group That's... chat a screenshot of the first time. That's how I knew the Warriors were in real trouble. <laughs> When he passed the ball, it was like this is this is not going to be good. That's it. <laughs> they're, they're very very they're beyond desperate. So well, the good thing is is that look, you and Aiken, even in a team that got towed up by sixty points, got a forty seven. So that shows you that you and Aiken is your keeper center for the year. Go park him in second row or center, and he's the other guy that helps to sleep at night because his floor is pretty damn good. Uh, oh. He's the most obvious pick and stick um, cut price keeper of the year, isn't he? Really? Yeah, hundred percent. You couldn't convince me to sell him. He might have the occasional low forties week, but we know he's going to be somewhere in that that forty seven point bracket, and I'm just happy with that. Hundred percent. Look, I yeah, sorry, Dean. Uh, friend of the pod sold you and Aiken. Then he got eighty. He, he didn't listen to you. Ah, uh, you know, it, it it happens. He's been right on other things, just not that one. Uh, so sorry, Dean. Uh. Okay, Mitch, who have you got looking at, mate, from these games? I got first one up. I got Tommy Starling. Uh, I thought he was once again the best player in a Raiders team that actually fought a lot harder than the score showed mm. against a rampaging Panthers team. I'm not sure what you felt, Stu, but I thought the the Raiders stood up for at least 50 minutes, and they just Panthers are just too darn good. Oh, they they uh, played really well. At, at this stage, I think it's too late to get on him. Uh, obviously, a hold on going, um, but. You know, he's not losing his spot anytime soon. If you've missed Harry Grant, right? Just so you miss Harry, just say you miss Harry Grant because he's eight hundred k. You've like everyone's missed Damien Cook. He's at nine hundred k, right? So you're looking for Chris Randall seems to have hit a brick wall, right? You're looking for a hooker. Would you? There's no one taking points off him. Would you not think that Tommy Starling is possibly worth copping on at six twenty nine? At a break here in a 26, I think if you're not going to do it this week, you're not going to do it, period. Fair enough. Okay, so very last week for Tommy Starling. And yeah, and I guess don't sell to fund your other trades as well, right? <laughs> no, that that's absolutely right. He, I think he's probably a keeper bench player at this yeah. point. Well, if you uh, look at, because um, unlike uh, Grant and Cook, he does not play Origin. No, that's right. Not much meat on the bone for this one, guys. Brad Schneider, he's had a slight drop in production over the last two weeks, but let's remember... They played the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers in consecutive weeks. They got beaten fairly handily, although, again, I thought they stood up as well as they could. Uh, and he was reasonably productive in a team 
that was struggling in a position that typically benefits from points being scored. So I still think there's a bit meat of meat left on the bone for Brad Schneider. Mm. Um, it's not just time to sell him. I think he's probably got another 50 or 75k to and, go. And he's actually, he's just behind Talakai and Max King as the third largest uh, cash cow of the year. 251k. Yeah. Final one, Sean Johnson. Two consecutive bad scores to me make Sean Johnson an absolute stay away. The only upside on Johnson is his stability in point scoring. Given he has shown he is capable of multiple bad weeks as well as probably the biggest injury liability in the entire NRL, I would upgrade or never touch him. I'm going to bring him from don't touch him to never touch. Never, ever, ever touch Sean Johnson in fantasy. Ever. Nick, mm. I'm talking to you. Don't do it. Excellent. Okay. And Ant, we've got some guys here. Uh, who, who are we looking at? We, we have some Warriors. Yep. So Josh Cohn, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, so he's actually sitting on 773K. Um, that injury, well, some people are going to have a lot of cash to spend. Um, so like we said earlier, Cam Murray might be a good way to place to park it if you're looking to offload him um i also thought if you wanted a straight swap and to save a bit of money Pangai jr if you don't have him he's a mid-edge as well so you'd save about a hundred odd k in the bank that'd be awesome and then i had reese walsh so pouring out for the three percent of walsh owners god (laughs) (laughs) blue close to the sun 26 points 54 break even, lordy. Um, playing on a stinky team with, with a, a stinky high, coach with a high break even is a recipe for disaster. Upcoming draws are mixed with teams like Canberra looking for a win, and St George, who they lost to, coming up as well as Cronulla. Holy oh, cow! Geez. Here's a stat for you, Ant Man, and tell me what you think of this. The Warriors are currently slated as one of the best tips for the wooden spoon. They have the toughest run home. So knowing that, how do you feel about Reese Walsh now? The toughest run home with the stinkiest coach in the NRL. Um, yeah, I would say Spoon is going to be looking great in that cabinet and it'll have a great Warriors logo all over it. Mm. And if I'm Reese Walsh, I hope the Dolphins come to me with a contract. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Actually, yeah, ha- having a look at that right now, so we, we have a look here. I'm... Let's look at those those fixtures because this, I did kind of strike me that the Warriors were doing quite well this year, and then I had a look: Dragons, Titans, Tigers, Broncos, Cowboys, Roosters, who they lost to, and Storm, who well, you, everyone knows what happened by now. And look, it's even coming up to the middle of the year, and then they got round fifteen, Panthers with a full team, Tigers, Eels, Raiders, eh, Storm, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs. Cowboys, Panthers, Titans. So, look, even then, they still probably got the best draw this year. Like, you know, it's it's not horrendous. But, yeah, the back end of the year. run home. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not great. So, yeah, if I was a Reese, I was thinking about picking up Reese Walsh when Teddy wasn't going on. I was just like, I just wanted to let him drop a bit of cash, but it looks like he might drop some cash and never get it back. So, yeah, I think Anthony's on the pulse with that one. Yeah. All right, so Mitch... I got Raiders gonna... by I got Raiders by six, mate. I think they've been really gutsy the last couple of weeks against the two best time teams in the NRL. That's it. Uh 
Excellent. Even with uh, the points magnet, Corey Harrower and Ira benched. Yep. Fair enough. Raiders by six. Raiders by six. And what have you got, mate? Um, I've got Raiders by 12. Excellent. And look, I reckon the Warriors, they cut a lot of dead weight in that team. Now, they've lost Josh Current, which is a big loss for them. But, uh, mate, I reckon they'll be playing for a lot this week. So, I, I put them by 12. I reckon they're going to try their absolute guts out and then probably fall over the week after. So, yeah, let's see how that game goes. Uh, so, once you've finished whatever you're doing, cleaning a car, you know, counting the amount of popcorn at the cinema, whatever it is, uh, c- comes 5.30pm and you might need to find something else to do because it's the Bulldogs versus the Roosters. Uh, so, a few changes at the Bulldogs this week. Brent Naden is back on the wing. Jake Averillo back at centre. Uh, Jaden Ockenball and Jacob Krez are out. So, uh, Ava Simon Fungi has been named on the bench uh, so yeah, so those are the big changes there. And what is happening with the Roosters team? Yeah, so Kevin Nagama replaces the suspended Daniel Tupo on the wing, and Hargraves and Radley are back in the starting side with COCR Taki Aho and Nat Butcher shifting to the bench after starting last week in a late move due to illness. Yeah, I don't know what Trent Robinson was doing with the um, Hargraves Radley strat because they dragons punished them in the middle, and it was too late to fix it. It's just too late. So we might we might see some um, stiffening up of the defense in the middle Mm. um, in the opening parts of the game. They'll come out firing those those forwards. So. So Has anyone felt? I know I've been saying it the last couple of weeks. Has anyone felt there's been a real drop? in the Roosters' defence, particularly their technique since Craig Fitzgibbon has left. Am I the only one seeing that? That this team lacks a bit of the starch that we've known it for? It has, but it's, it's also the fact that they've, they've lost... They've just lost so much experience from this team. You, you can lost. say that, but I think they were starchier last year when they'd lost those same players. That's yeah, true. I would agree. Yeah, but That's yeah. true. They still had at least one of the Morris brothers for most of the year. And... i tell you what, they dropped this game, alarm bells. Yeah, no, that's very true. That is that is a big concern. So, Ant, who have you got for this game, mate? Who are you thinking of? Yep, so Joseph Suwali, 38 points, 90 break-even, 355k. He played like a beast on the weekend every time he did a hit-up. Mm. It, 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 was, it was actually quite um, good to watch. Um, he'll be a handful for teams in the future. I did hear some suggestions during the game that he might be better off in the centre position. Um, I guess it's just going to be a wait and see with Suwali. Um, he is quite cheap, but again, job security could be a real big issue. Um, and then on the opposing team for the Doggies, I've got Mr. Max King. 37 points, 30 break even, 529k. Um, yeah. So he's just been printing tons of money. Um, everyone who got on him super early is loving life. Um, in saying that, his 30 break even, it's it's just only going to get higher and higher, and I think we'll probably be running out of cash soon with him, I think. He, he'll punch out a good score. Um, he seems to always turn up every week, but uh, yeah, that's what I've got. 
Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I see King probably as one to two more weeks and then he'll be pretty well cashed out. But generally, I mean, he's punching out those low 40s to mid 40 scores. Not an urgency to sell. Just quickly on Joseph Sawali, I, I do agree with you, Ant, that he probably would be better in the centres. You look at Paul Momorowski, uh, I think Sawali is a much higher class player than him. And, and you might find over the next couple of weeks that that does happen. I actually do think that'll probably negatively affect his fantasy scores, though, with that drop in run metres. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, Stu. Tell me about James Tedesco, mate. What's happening with him? Okay, James Tedesco is back in business. So 64 points, 43 break-even, 617K. So, guys, like every year, it only took him to, what, round 70 for him to destroy it. Uh, yeah, against a team that I said he would perform well against. Like, if he didn't perform well against this, he was a no-toucher yeah, for the season, right? Certainly a big concern. I would certainly consider, like, selling if he wasn't performing against the Dragons. But, look, he ba- back... 13 tackle breaks, no tries so far, so 63, but yeah, no tries for the year. I really want to start to see the Roosters put something together. I think it's their, their attack is still just not there. Um, and you know that James Desco is doing well when he gets those middle-of-the-field runs through. Uh, so look, he's very much a chucker star in it, guys. It's probably a two-date thing with James Tedesco for you guys who don't own him. Obviously, you did own him, you're cheering. If you don't, wait this week. If he's if he cracks out another good score, I reckon it's probably time to get on. Ah, uh, because yep. you won't get him much cheaper. I, I agree. I want to see one more. Because um, he, he just his style of play is just so conducive to a Dragons team that cannot defend. Um, quick play balls up the middle. Well, I, uh, well, I think, I think, who's he playing this week? Canterbury's better. No one is worse than St. George. I need to see it one more time. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have a look this week. So uh, as far as like uh, points uh, conceded go, the Bulldogs are worse. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the other side is uh, of the ledger. Josh Jackson, 63 points, 35 break even, 55 tackles, uh, 100... Yeah. Yeah, I know. 100k cheaper than his starting price. Tackling absolutely everything, including, I think, the goalposts at one point. He's tackled his own players with his head. He's just, yeah, he keeps on going. The only reason why I don't get on this guy this week, I'll be honest, because he's DPP too, right? So he doesn't play Origin. Um, the reason I don't own him is because the starting lineup of Jackson, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Max King, all from the same team, would probably make me vomit a little bit. I tell you what pains me here, Stu, is we answered a question last week, Angus Crichton or Josh Jackson, and we went Angus Crichton. Sorry to the I, listeners out there, we were wrong. I, I could have had Josh Jackson, and that makes me... I, I don't care if I had TPG, uh, Max King, and Josh Jackson all in my starting front row because they score points. They do. Angus Crichton is not scoring uh, points. And look, I, I, I put... Luke and you Jackson have a team full of Knights players. You could have half a team of Knights and half a team of Bulldogs. You'd be in the top 1,000 before you knew it. <laughs> I actually exited quite a few nights last week. I thought about it and the thought, and geez, after that game, I'm bloody glad I did. I'm now down to three nights and I'm probably going to be two by the end of the weekend. Uh, Excellent. Okay, Mitch, who have you got, mate? Speaking of Angus Crichton. Uh, Yeah, so Angus Crichton, we've got to talk about him. 32 points from the Gus is very, very disappointing given I'm once again an owner. He did have five demerits. The real area of struggle, as I talked about earlier, was the 42 metres game. I talked about it earlier. I'm not going to talk about it too much more. I just don't understand why they're not tacking down that right side when you have Joey Manu down there as well, particularly mm. given it was Suwali and Fini that they were going up against. 
he's just suffering from bad ball and distribution from his halves pairing. And until the Roosters fix that up, I think Crichton will continue to struggle in that attacking stat column. I'm stuck with him now. He's now a hold for me for the rest of the year. Uh, but if you don't own him, just wait. We need to see more from the halves. He's got his minutes back and whatever injury he's carrying is now looking pretty good. But he just has average halves, so that's not going well. Hmm. Uh, the other one where I think there's a lot of meat on this bone, so I want to throw this to the panel here. Matty Burton. Major alarm bells on mine from Matt Burton. At this point, you either hold the line for the season because you believe in Baz and Burton, or it's time to sell before the real losses really start to take effect. Last game, one try assist, one line break assist, and eight demerits. Only 252 kick meters down from the mid-500s we saw earlier in the year. As a Burton holder, I either want to see the dogs take flight or Flanagan get dropped for me to hold him. Boys, is it time for me to sell Burton? Take the haircut. You'll no. Think so. I... Nah, opportunity cost, mate. Yeah, go on. No, no, and you start, mate. Um, yeah, it's all about, like I said, the trend. Like, I don't see the trend changing soon. Um, like that's my of... feeling. Yeah, and I've been saying it the last two weeks is that he just isn't playing on a good team, and he's now super reliant on those attacking sacks with Flanagan there. Mm. Um, do you and see the drugs turning it around? Because I don't. No, you're you're better off parking your money somewhere else, trying to pick up someone who's a bit cheaper, or picking doing a straight swap because like an op it's opportunity cost. You're missing out on making money elsewhere, even though I don't think he's really moved up and down too much. So you kind of had a break even a little bit. Well, I could um, use him. I'll to have get to double check that though. But yeah, I could use him to get to Mario Martin. Well, exactly. So like he he it's all um. It depends who you're trading into, I guess. If if you he currently my losses are thirty two k, right? So it's not bad. This week he has potential potential losses of thirty of eighteen uh, k if he hits his brown projection of forty three, and uh, I don't see that happening against his Roosters side. So I think the yeah. dogs and we'd be lucky to score a point. The, okay, well, turn turn around the other side, right? We talked about at the beginning of the season they had that horror run, right? Seagulls, Storm, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Broncos, yeah, which they still got towed up. Roosters, right? Round 9, Raiders, then Knights, Tigers, Dragons. Round 13, Panthers without possibly six Origin players. Uh, and then the Eels. So as bad a run that he's come off, isn't he likely to gain all those points back? Potentially, but if I'm wrong, I'm screwed. Then yeah. you're just swimming on the spot. Then if he's going down a couple of weeks and then back up a couple, you just start. Yeah, but then I haven't crystallized those losses. And you haven't spent mm. a trade. That's the thing. Yeah, that's know. a good point. Yeah, because the trades are worth something by themselves. Look, I, I'm just saying for Burton owners out there, right? Just go, and it really is. Do you reckon that they will do better against the likes of the Knights, the Tigers, the Raiders? Oh, and I the think they could win all three of those games. All four. They could win all four. And and the Panthers, round 13, without Cleary, oh, Luai, uh, Yo, uh, Liam Martin, possibly Crichton, <laughs> possibly Appy Coruscant. Like, <laughs> they'll be they'll be playing their Reggie's team that week. 
It'll be a close game. Oh, it will be. <laughs> but but that's that's kind of telling you what what where it's up to. So anyway, look, just just yep. thoughts. No, on no, that for the I team. think I think I think that's a good point. I think the strength of schedule we just got to stick by because at the end of the day, Matt Burton is not losing his spot, um, or or any more of his role. Barrett's coaching tenure depends on it. It does. So look, it's it's just a thing out there for Matt Burton holders. If you've got a place to take your money, go do it. If it's turning it into Cleary, right? But if not, just have a think about twice before making the trade. Uh, okay. So guys, for this game, uh, Ant, who have you got winning, mate? Going a bit of chaos mode here. Dogs by four. See oh, please let that happen. See you, boys. <laughs> If that happens, that will make my day. You know what? But if you told me that it would be, if it would be that, right, ahead of time, I'd still watch that game just to watch them lose. Yeah, me too. I <laughs> want to see that. Now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I will until it's 37 nil at halftime. Yeah. I just The problem is, Ants, the only way that's happening is if it's 4 nil, Because I can't see the dogs scoring more than four points against Roosters. Hey, man, Roosters might be licking their wounds still. They, they look lost on the field. They do, they do. They're halves pairing. I said it at the start of the season. Uh, it's not good. They're still persisting with Luke Keery at seven. Uh, he's a six. I know I'm not an NRL coach, but he's a six. Put Sam Walker at seven. It's not hard. Anyway, I have the Roosters by eight, boys. I can't tip the dogs. They lost to the Broncos. Yep, and I, I've got them by 16. Look, the answer is, is that the Dragons had a better line. Uh, the sort of tricks and through plays uh, will work better against the Bulldogs just because they don't have that cohesion yet. They just haven't played enough together. This is the problem when you buy a team is that they just they don't trust each other enough to know where the other person will be. Are you jamming? Are you playing out? That's why those teams with systems, long-running systems where the guys just know and know what to do, like the Storm and like the Panthers have slowly developed uh, up to that Storm standard. That's why they're doing well. It's why, the Bronco, a... it's why the Broncos aren't good anymore, right? Because they, they, they're just not bringing people through in that way. A hundred... Well, they, they lost a lot of that sort of culture of bringing the next guy through. A hundred percent. And then... Uh, and then, of course, uh, what's his name? Came in and, and tried to change everything up. Brought in smart boards. So... Seabold. Yeah. Anthony Seabold. There we go. I, I've wiped that name from my memory. He, he came in there, he tried to change everything up, and everyone just lost confidence on how to play the bloody game. So imagine if Wayne Bennett... Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> imagine if Wayne Bennett did a lot of things. Uh, so, next one. Uh, we get to the evening game. And guys, this is, this is actually could be a better game than we think that it could be. So it's played in Darwin, which is always an absolutely filthily hot and steamy game up there. But it will suit the Cowboys. So the Eels this week, they've got the same 17 that absolutely annihilated Newcastle. Dylan Brown is named in centres this week. Guys, if we're talking about keeper centres this year, Dylan Brown is likely to get DVP at some point and likely to drop some serious coin, right? I've just looked at this and realised that he's been named twice in a row, right? If he gets named next week, he's almost certain to get that DPP. He's certain to drop a lot of coin. He could actually be your other keeper centre for the year. So Nick, will be, Nick will be right about Dylan Brown being a keeper. He will be, though you've ridden a couple of bad scores along the way. So, uh, yeah, Broken, if he gets centre, he is 100% a cheat code. So for uh, kind of like Avarillo was for a large chunk of last year when he was carrying the team on his own. However, I might turn Matt Burton into Dylan Brown. 
Uh, you can. Though he's 758k and he's got a break even of. It's actually worse than Matty Burton's. It's break even of 69. Oh, no, no. I won't be doing it this week. I'm thinking sort of four Long to six weeks down the track. Yeah. 100%. Like, I'm hoping Dylan Brown hits 650 or so. Like, just hits this negative break even, has a bad round, and get him. And so, Dylan Brown, chuck a star, guys, and watch him like a hawk for that. Uh, I think it's round 12, round 13, DPP. Round 12, end of round 12. Uh, just in time for Origin. Next one. Uh, so, anyway, Jacob Arthur is named at 5'8". He's not a buy. Moving on. Uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Cowboys team? Yeah, so we've got uh, Jeremiah Nanai, who is currently at... Uh, he's at 493k. Uh, looks to be priced out, boys. Uh, he'll continue to prove in points slowly as he ties up all those demerits. But for those who have him, it's likely time to convert to Brandon Smith, who looks to be an obvious swap. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later, guys. I think there's more meat on the bone towards when we talk about the storm. Uh, Reed Marnie. Uh, 52 points from Reed Marnie. Buyer, beware. He did have his 80 minutes back, but this score was with two try assists, three line break assists. Would be hoping for him to get well into the 60s with this type of attacking stats. For now, I actually think it's a wait and see. It has been a recurring theme across multiple teams for hookers to get that 60 to 70 minute roll and um, the backup half to take over for 20 minutes. I think the speed of play we're seeing is forcing coaches to do that. I'd want him to have a couple of games with 80 minutes and, you know, high 50s to, to mid 60s scores but before I considered getting on him. So if uh, he is about 20k more than Tommy Starling, which one would you get on this week if you had to exit someone else? Tommy Starling. Easy. Okay, Ant, who are you looking at, mate? You're looking at some big boys from Para. Yeah, so I got Mitch Moses, 769k, 75 points, break even, 34. So he took a lot of the milkshake last week um, with Dylan Brown being in the centres. Um, so this way, easy opposition, I think. Cowboys, even though they're in top eight, I don't think as good as people say they are. They won't make the eight at the end of the year. You can uh, replay this at the end of the year when they don't. Um, so I wrote... Assuming Brown isn't Haas partners, so that's confirmed now, he'll get big points again. Um, coming weeks, I will see stiffer opposition, so assuming Brown's still on the centres, I think his um, points are going to come down just a little bit. Mm. So this last week's probably, and this week might be one off for I, now. He's, um, but, he's yeah. the ultimate flat track bully. Yeah, me. he is. Uh, he definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see in the coming weeks though. So keep an eye on him. Um, I wouldn't pick him up, but if you've got him, just hang on to him. And then I've got Isaiah Papali'i, 872k, 87 points. Wow. <laughs> 44 break even. He's just tearing teams to shreds. Um, making a lot of tackle busts. So, uh, four on average, um, each week. Uh, good base stats. Average of 30-ish tackles, not too bad. Um, another guy you'll probably want to shape into this year, kind of like Cam Murray. So he's a bit cheaper than him right now, but I don't think that'll last for very long. Um, hey, and if you had a fantasy player you knew who wanted to get Isaiah Papali at the start of the year and decided not to, what would you say to him given his form over the first seven to eight rounds? God, um... 
He's lost yeah. for words. Yeah, I don't have words, man. Good luck to you. Yeah, that's me. There you, there you go, Stu. Oh, mate. I, I tell you now, this is the worst part is that I've got Dean and I've got my mum <laughs> both on us there, Papali. They're laughing out there with millions of points. Uh... And I'm not. I, I'd be top 1,000. No joke with those I, Papali, and Steph Angus Croden. But anyway, moving on. Uh, he is an absolute stone-cold killer. Seriously, if you've got a bit of change, if you've got Josh Curran right now, where do I get this money from? What do I do with him? Go get Isaiah Papali'i. The guy has no chill. Doesn't play Origin. Looking fit. Looking healthy. Looking absolutely aggressive. And the team has worked out. Like, he beat five Knights players in the same tackle oh, to go and score that try. He had a one-meter run-up. It's not like he was uh. bursting onto it. <laughs> one-meter run-up. So, man, isn't it? Such a loss for the Eels. Jeez. That's it. Why Look, couldn't they keep him? Was that a salary cap thing? Yeah, it was. Right. Oh, oh, well, well, I think it was one of those ones where the West Tigers realized that, that they they actually, the recruiters worked out that this guy was good before. They the found years. a good player. Yeah. Him and Appy next year, I'm not saying it's great, but they'll be better. They'll definitely mm. be better. Um, we'll see. All good. So, uh, Mitch, you've been through your guys. Uh, and I guess just getting back to the Cowboys team, look, there's no changes this week, which is great because Jason Talmalolo, uh, 53 points, 39 break even, 681K. He should have come off for that HIA, as everyone says, but whatever. Um, if he's big enough boy to play on, then he's big enough boy to play on. Uh, so he's getting back to 100% form. Seems to be improving. I think he is back, and I think it's time to get on board. I'm not saying. Didn't I not. say he was back two weeks ago, and you you know no, shot you, me down. You said that you said at the beginning of the year that he was absolutely shot, and you wouldn't be on him all year. That's what you said. I did say that, but I changed my mind two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been saying for two weeks. Get on, Jason Tamalo. I tell you now, that's the other option. Josh Curran money. You want to trade down because you need some more cash. Jason Tamalolo. He's not going to get you seventy like Joshy Curran, but he'll get you fifties and sixties. And that'll think, see you into the 750, 800K price bracket this year. I think you've got to go try and find a way to get Papa Lee over Tal Malola, though. I think the, oh, the ceiling is just so much better. 100%. I think, I think Tal Malola is, is fraught with some risk. I don't know. I don't know if I can, in good conscience, the conscience risk recommend is the Cowboys. You. That's the risk. That's the exactly Cowboys. right. Yeah, I yes. agree. I, I get it. I'm just saying. Pod that, pays like, the risk, like really. Sometimes you can't always trade up. Like It's like saying, oh, we'll just go get clear in DCE, bro. Like, oh, you got some halves problems? Okay, that's fine. Just trading Ilias for Cleary. Unless that guy who traded Davi Moali to him last week and he had a million bucks in the bank. Uh, so, look, if you've got to trade down, Jason Talmalolo, I reckon get on. He'll be an 800K. Uh, guy who do not get on, Val Holmes. He's a trap. Uh, 20 score. We told you this was going to happen. He bounces. Like, he's so attacking reliant this year. Will Panasini, 48 points, 14 break even. He continues to rise well as well. So he's a center. I'm not sure he's a keeper, but he will rise. He will rise into the mid 500s. So start thinking about who do you want your next keeper center to be? Um, yeah, Parker trade for him probably in, I want to say, two to three weeks. Uh, so who do we have winning this game? Ant? Uh, Eels by 16. Cowboys, they just smell that just eels all the way. That's true, though. The Cowboys have smelt less than we thought this year. Mitch, who have you got? It pains me to say it, but I think Anthony's spot on. 
Uh, the eels are in a different class. Um, as stinky as the eels are, the cowboys are stinkier. So fair enough. I can't. I can't take them. Look, I'm rooting for a boilover up north, just because for once they're actually playing a team that knows how to play hot weather football. Uh, in the cowboys, so whereas the eels, they've got a lot of big boys. They might run out of gas. Um, so I'm hoping that the Cowboys win by 12. Uh, so yeah, that's your 7.30 game. And let's move to the Sunday, where we're back to our normal two games. Uh, so let's start with probably the closest game of the round. We have the Knights versus the Storm. So guys, you know, getting your 1-12 to 12 bets here for sure. Um, so let's have a look at the teams. Uh, oh, even better news for the Knights. Dan Gagai's out with his fractured cheek groom at, with sorry with their fractured cheekbone, and the well-known centre Simi uh, Sasagi has joined Bradman Best in the centres, and uh, Brody Jones has been named. Uh, and what's happening with the Storm? Um, so surprisingly, no changes to the Storm starting side with Chris Lewis shifting to eighth man. Tyrone Wishart joining the bench in the number fifteen jersey. Ramus Smith has been named at setter despite failing at HA against the Warriors, and he'll need to pass concussion protocols. Cooper Johns, Bronson, and Jack Howarth are in the reserves. Excellent, Bronson so... Garlic. Oh, geez, this is the thing. The Storm have like inch de- deep depth in their team. Unlike a lot of these other teams, these guys are like one injury away from having absolutely no one in reserve, but at the moment they're running red hot. I know, Mitch, does this smell of 2021 Roosters to you with a couple more injuries? This is the Knights we're talking about? No, no, uh, this is the Storm. Having a look, no. look at their team. Seriously, if Josh King gets injured, you're running who? Tippy Moreau? Like, I'm saying, like, you know, you're really getting down to the depths of this team once you take out the starting 17, aren't you? Yeah, i tell you what, it pains me to see Josh King still in 13 after I traded him out last week. Um, no, I think I think the Storm will find a way. But if they lose uh, a Sofa Solomono or, uh, say, Kenny Bromwich, who really are the experienced heads in that pack the alarm bells will be going off because that back line is so dependent on those forwards setting the platform. Um, I don't think it's quite that, that stage yet. 2021 roosters. I think they've just been unlucky. Whereas I have different opinions on the 2021 roosters. Ah, fair enough. Okay. I was more just thinking like, you know, that they're just caught playing blokes who no one knows about. Like, well, this is it. But I, I, I think no one's better at bringing someone through than the Melbourne storm. Like if anyone could do it, they could do it. That's true. Might get um, Tarek Sims down there a year early. That's no, hmm. no, Dragons will not let that happen. Well, they can't now with the suicide osmosis, can they? Exactly. No, he'll be playing the rest of the year. Bad timing for the Storm. So, okay, guys, looking at this, Ant, who are you keen on from the Storm? Alrighty, so based on last week's performance, Ryan Pappenhausen punched out an 80 points and was benched 10 minutes to go. So he still had more points in him. And so I think they scored two or three more tries after he got off, so he missed out on some goal kicking there and potential line breaks. Um, if the Knights play like they did against Parramatta, it could be exactly what happened against the Warriors. So we could see him run up a pretty big score. Um 
And then on the flip side, we have Kalen Ponga. Um, he only got 24 points. So the issue with picking up Kalen, even though it was suggested, is the Knights are on a bit of a slide and have a lot of low le- sorry have low levels of confidence in attack. So the trend is your friend, and the trend for the Knights might be down. So Kalen will probably suffer from da- from that. So if you don't have him, probably stick away from him until there's some kind of turnaround in performance from the Knights. In saying that, he might just have a stellar game where they obviously don't score a lot of points, but he might make a lot of tackle breaks or line breaks. Yeah, off. Yeah, I think you make a good point, Ant. I think he's going to struggle in a struggling team. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I'm not sure that I see this team making the eight this year, which is concerning signs for a guy who is a real attacking stat magnet. Unfortunately, Kalen Ponga. Uh, look, I've got Brody Jones, uh, who I haven't called Bodie for once. So look, an arm injury crueled his score this week, unfortunately, guys. He was actually, he was looking all right throughout that game. And uh, yeah, even as the game got away from them, he, he was playing pretty well for his 36 points. Uh, he's just a hole for me. His break even is still pretty solid at 18. So yeah, it's like uh, Tuolungi. Uh, you just you got to put up with the fact that sometimes players got injured. you just got to be glad that he's not got a Cinder's Moses and you have to sell now. Uh, the next guy for me is Harry Grant. 808k, 62 points, 47 break-even. Look, guys, he's pretty close to priced out now. Like, you know, he had a chance to jump on at 697, 720, 750, 780. Uh, I guess you can jump on now, but you're buying pretty close to peak time and he will play origin he's just he's been good enough he's also added a little bit of kick game to his arsenal like you've noticed that melbourne are experimenting he tried a bit of a kick wide they're playing eyes up footy out there so expect him to score try and unlike damien cook he's not making 60 friggin tackles a game so he's less likely to get busted he looks a lot less busted than last year. I think they've really got on top of a lot of his injury woes. He sort of went from a, a knee injury uh, with his meniscus to hamstring to groin. He looks much more stable this year. I think the off-season's done him a lot of good. Mm. And the fact that he's only making 30-odd tackles a game instead of 60 or 65. like yep. you, You're just going to come out so much better, aren't you? Especially with the big boys in the middle. Absolutely. Yeah, so look, keep a look on him, especially because he is playing big minutes. Brandon Smith is not drinking that milkshake uh, because of the lack of depth at middle for the Storm. Uh, yeah, so, okay, Mitch, who have you got there, mate? You've got a few people. Three, and they all have a lot of meat on the bone. So let's start with Kurt Mann. Some cause for concern, guys, over Kurt Mann. Last two to three weeks with his scoring, uh, his main issue has been he's forced to act as cover for injured players, and it's something we discussed in our pre-season discussion that this could happen to him in a side that has a lot of injuries. Last week was fullback for Ponga. The week before, I believe, was uh, in the centres. If you bought him at the start of the season, you've made 100k plus. It may be time to sell and take those winnings. Leave the table, get off him. Uh, the Knights are not a team on the rise, and they're coming up against a red-hot Melbourne unit. Stu, is it time to cash out on Kurt Man? I know he was one of our favourite early-season picks, but uh, my spidey senses are tingling. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, the the Newcastle Knights are not great. Kurt Man, uh, he's just he's just not getting the same sort of space that Connor Watson got last year, 
and he's being forced to fill in even more than Connor Watson was last year. Like Connor Watson was having to fill in mid-season. We're not even to round eight, and Kurt Mann's played fullback. He's played centre. He's played hooker. He's played everything. So knew he could, but this is not what we wanted to see. No, we wanted middle points for a guy who was pressed as a half. So and we're just not quite getting it. So look, I did eject to get Cleary last round. Because otherwise I was going to have to sell Aitken or Teddy, and I did not want to do that. So sorry, Kurt, you had to go. Um, yeah, I would say that at six hundred ish k, is he? He's probably just what low five hundred. Uh, sorry, uh, high five hundreds at the moment. Is that right, Mitch? Uh, this is Kurt or Brandon Smith. Uh, Kurt Man. Kurt Man's uh, currently. I've just traded him out. He's at 600K still, I think, or he's, or he's very high 500s. Excellent. So, look, yeah, definitely for him, time to time to pull the trigger and uh, crystallize those gains. I get to say that for once. There you yeah, go. usually it's the opposite. He's at 594K, mate, so we were pretty well spot on. Uh, the other one we have, and I might get your opinion, Anthony, as someone who follows uh, the Knights pretty closely, uh, is Chris Randall. There's some mild concern with that 25 points last week. Uh, and the drop-in minutes to Phoenix Croslin. Would want to see what happens this week before I make any major moves. His break-even is currently 48. Ants, do you see more of this occurring with Phoenix Croslin drinking some of Randall's milkshake, or was it a one-off glitch? Mm, it could be a one-off, but in times of desperation, coaches tend to try and play around with the formula. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again, but Phoenix Croslin is not a natural hooker. I don't know why they'd put him there. Um, I would probably wait this week, like you said, to see what happens. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd just hang on to him because you've already made a stack of cash already. It, it's not going to be um, awful if you wait another week and you do save on a trade as well. Mm. So I'd just yeah. hang on. Oh, look, if you have some place you need to go with the money, you can trade at Chris Randall, especially if you've got Starling and another hooker. The concern there is just that Yarrick and there's meat on the bone there. I think the Knights were pretty cooked, and Chris Randall was just doing all this tackling throughout the middle against those very big boys at Parramatta. I think he was just... They took him off to preserve him because they need him for the rest of the season. They knew they were done. And what else are you going to do with Phoenix Crosland? His probably best thing to do is to run underneath big people and tackle them. <laughs> um, last one, boys. Uh, Brandon Smith, he's now at 487K. Ooh. 50 points, 42 break-even. We have been waiting to see Smith get some minutes over the last three to four weeks. Uh, I think I said to you last week, Stu, if he wasn't going to hit top form this week, it was last week rather, it was going to be this week. And I think we just saw it. 22nd in tackles, four tackle busts, 91 metres gain, and one offload. Look the closest he has to pre-injury form. And the big thing, as I said before, is he seems to be getting those minutes back at a 42 break-even. Any interest from either of you? Uh, Stu, we'll go with you first, mate. Yes, I have several schemes to get him in. Uh, a lot of them seem to involve selling Chris Randall, which I don't want to do. So I'm just currently scheming my way through my team, trying to find some combination of nuggets to sell to get myself hands on Brandon Smith. Unfortunately, I keep on coming up with like 219K or some ridiculous number. Uh, so we'll see. But yes, he is a, for me, he's a definite buy. He doesn't play Origin, which means he will get increased minutes. He loves the meat pie. And the depth on this bench is not very good. 
So uh, just checking his minutes last week, actually. Uh, 70. Yeah. Yeah. 70 minutes. So he's he's gone from like 36 against the Raiders to 51 versus the Sharkies to 70 this week. And yep. look, and I could have understood it with Nelson uh, Sofa-Solomona, who came on early four, if that hammy was done, uh, like, and he couldn't play on, but he came back on. So it just, it looks like they just want big minutes out of him. So yeah, that, uh, look, 50, 50 and 70, you'd be pretty happy with that for most players, but at 490k, I reckon get on. Yeah, do you reckon he'll go down a bit more in price this coming week? Because uh, sorry, you dropped a negative 44k this week. Uh, I mean, I'd love to His get it. His break even's 42, so uh, as long okay. as he gets above that, he'll yeah. reverse the trend. Yeah, he only dropped 7k this week. He dropped a bit more the week before, so okay, but he's dropped yeah, 191k at... this year. Jeez. Um. Yeah, definitely pick him up. Someone to round out your team nicely. Um. He's one of those classic buys where he's he's bottomed out, kind of like what we're waiting to see from a, a bunch of other players. This is definitely a good time to pick him up. Like Dylan Brown, who's now number one on my star list. I've got a list. I should publish it sometime of like all the players, and it's like, at what point do I want to hop on? They get excited by it. But Dylan Brown is now my number one Chuck a star piss. <laughs> uh, uh, Chuck a star pick. Unlike uh, Brendan Smith, who's likely to leave it this week because he's going to join my team. Although Boys, who have you, who have you got for this round? Uh, look, Ants. Uh, I know that uh, you're a huge Knights fan, so you've got them winning. But I've got the, I've got the Storm by twenty-two. I've got the Storm by twenty-eight. Even though my girlfriend goes for the night, so sorry. That's why you have it by twenty. That's why you have the Storm by twenty-eight, not fifty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, what have you got? Uh, storm by a lot. Uh, pray for Newcastle. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And look, let's get to the last game of the round. Okay, so that is round eight, Sunday, the first of May, four o five p.m. Bring on. The Mighty Dragons at 12th versus the West Tigers on 13. Uh, Dragons' slight favourites for this one. Uh, Anthony Griffin has named Jack Bird, despite, I guess, I guess because of that bone bruising or possibly because he hasn't had a scan yet and they weren't sure. Uh, apart from that, George Burgess is definitely named at 10 this week. There's no shuffles. Tarek Sims is at 11 He's off the bench. Josh Maguire is named properly at 12 as well. So you've got Joshy Maguire, who actually looked a lot trimmer than I've seen him for a long time. He Playing. looked good, mate. I said he looked good last the against the Knights. He looked very good against the Roosters. He does. Yeah, unfortunately, he's priced out of a real fantasy consideration. But, yeah, he looked good. Uh, Talatalamone is in there. Tyrell Fuamayona here, the hip drop. Oh, no. He's back at 17. Good luck, mate. Uh, mm-hmm. Enjoy the suspension. Oh. You've got a naughty corner next week. Easy. That's it. Uh, Jaden Sullivan is also lurking somewhere out there at 24. Tyrell Sloan at 21. Cody Ramsey, 22. Enjoy the touch, footy Cody. Uh, Ant, what is happening with the Tigers? Uh, so with the Tigers, we've got Stafford Tyrell replacing Dane Laurie after he suffered that injury at fullback. Um, with Oliver Gilda and Luke Garner, the centre pairing. Um, Kelma Tuolagi returns from illness. 
In the back row with Alex Seafarth shifting to the bench, Jake Little holds his spot at hooker with Jake Simpkin with an ankle injury in the reserves. Yeah, that's it. He was he was the starting hooker when they finally won that game and then he got a busted leg in the same game. So poor poor fella, you gotta put up with Jacob Little for a little while longer. Okay, Ant, who are we starting off with there, mate? So I remember this one being a spicy pick a long time back, so I'll start off with Zachy Lomax. He had a really, really good game on the weekend with a 50 points. I believe he took an intercept and then did a clutch play by pulling Luke Keir out, so that was a big 50-50 play there that paid off. Um, he's still making a lot of dumb mistakes um, in defense. That one on Tedesco, that was just really, really silly. Um if he can start getting rid of those mistakes, he's should be punching much higher than 50. Um, he looked a lot more solid, though, in defense against the Roosters, and his kicking is proving very valuable to his fantasy scores, assuming the Dragons are actually scoring points. Um, Dragons have a soft draw coming, which they can beat most teams on their day, except the Storm. Um, probably don't pick him up. But I think he's a really good keep for now. Yeah, he's an interesting one though because he's been punching out good scores playing average. Uh, yeah, he did have three turnover tackles, which sort of bolstered his score just a touch. But he's been regularly punching out mid forty to low fifty scores. So I know Nick picked him up and I gave him a lot of stick early in the season, but he's looking like a bloody genius at the moment because I think Lomax has 60-point scores in him at some point, particularly, as you said, as the Dragons start to kick some goals and maybe Lomax gets a few meat pies of his own. It's an interesting one, Stu. Oh, 100%. I like Zach Lomax. Uh, he has that level of um, ability to bully on the edge, and he did it very well against, uh, like, what I would call, like, a decent Roosters edge, like Tupania. Uh, and of course he was running all day at Sam Walker, which probably helped as well. So giving a bit of nightmares, him and Sewer. Uh, so look, Zach Lomax is definitely a hold and he's one of those guys where if he does have an off week or, you know, cops a bit of a knock comes off early, look to chuck a star and get back on because he does look the business this year. Mitch, another dragon that you're looking at. Mate, I think I brought him up every week for seven weeks. It's getting a bit old, but 48 points in a second half where the Dragons had lost two of their most damaging players in attack. Uh, he continues to his missed tackle woes with six and two errors, so plenty of demerits and points left out there, Ben. So can you tidy that up, please? Uh, easily the best on field, uh, as he was the week before. I keep saying it. If you own him, he's a hold. If you don't, chuck a star. He had stupid kick meters last week. He drinks all the bloody milkshake. Um... And he's still probably the only Dragons player worth having uh, in fantasy. Except maybe Zach Lomax, who we just talked about. Uh, yeah, Lomax is priced out, but I think, uh, as we said, if he gets injured, maybe that changes. That's true. Well, yeah, and 100% Ben Hunt's certainly a guy I have chucked a star on. I'm hoping he gets down into the 600s, like low 600s somewhere. He's at 672 with a break even of 61. But, you know, he does look like he'll stick around that price. Uh, guys, I've got an interesting one. David Nofaluma, minus one break even. Got 72 points last week for 90k. Now, Nofaluma's been sort of one of those longer-term fantasy stars. He lost his luster a bit across 2020, especially 2021. Uh, guys, I'm thinking that if the Tigers are back, and when I say back, I mean like, you know, guys likely to run sort of 8th, 9th, 10th instead of 16th. 
So if the Tigers are back, I reckon Nofaluma is definitely worth a look in your team as possibly the fourth wing fullback. 490k. So you can trade down from Crichton and gain 60k. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. That is spicy. He Minus one break even, he will gain silly dollars this week if he gets past the try line. He could gain another 50, 60k this week against the Dragons team. Uh, he's a pod buy for me. Who, who, who's he up against? Uh, he's up against Ravalara and Lomax though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Ooh. I don't think he'll be having big points against those two. Oh, no, but no. remember, a lot of his points also come from when he ducks infield and he starts going against those slower forwards. He does a bit of a James Tedesco run as well. That is, that is true. It's That's not, a good point. It's not, just start, it's not just points running on the outside. So, uh, yeah, and Nofaluma is the right winger from memory. Uh, and look, Jackson Hastings, guys, the other guy that I want, he's the uh, on my hit list this week. If I can get him and Brandon Smith in, Jackson Hastings, 63 points, 12 break even, 500k. He's shown he's the real deal. Uh, how many touches did he get the last game, Anthony, you were saying before? 102. If you watch the game, he was in dummy half for probably three of the uh, five um, tackles, and then he would, <laughs> he'd move into second or first receiver for four and five and kick. Mm. Um, so he, he was actually just literally steering the team around. He was, yeah, he was insane. That's it. I'll put you this way. Cooper Cronk this week was talking to Matty Johns on his podcast, or really webcast, uh, going through exactly how well Jackson Hastings was running that team. Like, you know, doing the one-out plays, doing the turn on the inside balls, and then getting himself across to score tries in the corner. So when you got Cooper Cronk sitting there, who's really his only skill is being able to think about the game and throw a decent pass, uh, talking about how well that you're doing are doing those exact things, he's doing very well. Uh, I would get on him as your second half next to Cleary, and I can just say that Dewey, he better start training at centre or wing fullback in his recovery from injury, as I reckon Jackson Hastings will not be moving from there while the Tigers continue to at least compete in games. So even if they lose a couple, as long as they're not flogged like the Warriors were, I reckon he'll keep that spot. Uh, do either of you guys want to hop on the Jackson Hastings pain train? Already I got didn't. Him. Oh, no. I didn't, and I should have, and now I don't know if I should. 500k. Well, look, Matty Burton... You gain 50k, you gain a Hastings. It's in a different no, pain because you've just joined the Tigers. But <laughs> I'm not going from Bulldogs to Titans. I, I could potentially go Nanai into uh, Hastings. That's, That's a solid choice. Or I could go Nanai into Martin. So you could go to Clifford. I think, yeah. I think Hastings has got more cash in him. I think Martin's actually a riskier proposition as I sit here and think about it. And I have the coverage at winger fullback, so... Uh, I'm strongly considering it, but I'm a bit annoyed at myself that I've missed the first 50k of his price rises. That's true. Well, yeah, you, we missed 70 because the week that I said to get on, he was at six. Ah, uh, so 4:35. I know that because I told this podcast. I said, "Go and get on Jackson Hastings." I'm getting on Jackson Hastings. Jackson Hastings is the new goat, right? He turns out to be that, and I'm not on the train. So this week, ladies and gentlemen. Despite my better judgment, I'm going to say that I am back on the Jackson Hastings pain train. I'm going to go buy him. I'm not going to talk myself out of him. I'm going to work out a way to do it. Is that a kiss of death that you were going to pick him up now and he's going to be really bad now? Oh, look, I'm assuming that he probably goes off with a leg blown off or something. So <laughs> Steps on a landmine. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, but look, 
this is me getting on. So, uh, Mitch, you've got here, obviously for you, this this must be, uh, you know, the worst game of the week. What, what are you thinking here, mate? Uh, I've got down here game of the week. I think this will be an absolute ripper of a game, particularly now my man Jackie Bird's playing. My head is telling me that the Tigers by four. My heart is Dragons by two. I wrote down here when I was going through the run sheet last night that I'd wait till TLT. I now see Fumo Eno is in the side, so he'll get binned and the Dragons will lose by four. Excellent. Look, guys, uh, Ant, I'll let you go first, mate. How are you going? Yeah, so I love seeing Madge smiling. Two weeks now, it's great. But as a Dragons fan, Dragons by 10. Yeah. See, I didn't like Madge smiling. And then I realized that, no, he's actually looking so bad, I felt bad for him. I think everyone does. So, yeah, <laughs> it's good to see him smiling. Look, I've got the Tigers to do it again by one. If this game oh. is... If the weather is good on that Sunday, right, and all things being equal, I reckon I'm going to go down to this game. It's down at Wynn, uh, at Wollongong. I might get some seats in the crowd, take my daughter down for the afternoon. It's 4 p.m. I reckon it'll be a good game. So... Uh, one worth getting to if you're anywhere near Wynn Stadium. Uh, okay, guys, that's the end of the games for the week. So we're going to go to the uh, to the moon segment. So we've got the players with the lowest break-even this week. So we've got Sousa Vitalikai, minus 10 break-even still after that century. So if he has another big week this week, you could still make some serious coin with him. Uh, David Nofaluma is on minus one break-even. So guys, if you need that extra fourth wing fullback, you know, you sold Steve Crichton, but you didn't buy yourself an extra cover, David Nofaluma, 490k. Have a real think. Uh, the cheaper option, Edric Lee, 270k. He's got a break-even of eight. Xavier Coates, break-even of nine. Definitely not a buy, but it's got a break-even of nine. Tim Murray Martin, uh, break-even of nine. Isaiah Tass, he of the center spot, uh, has a break-even of 10 as well. Helan Lukey at the... Cowboys has a break-even of 11. Jackson Hastings and Kelman Tuolagi, both at the Tigers, break-even of 12. So let's get to our point of difference players. You just had to be different, didn't you? So, Ant, who have you got this week as your point of difference player? Um, I know I mentioned this, but I would say Dylan Edwards or Jackson Hastings. They're both very solid plays, mate. Um, they're certainly point differences, but I, I, I don't think you'll be crying about making either of those choices for sure. Mitch? Dylan Edwards like Anthony, but I also have Adam Reynolds. Uh, speaking of players drinking all the milkshake, just like Ben Hunt and St. George, he's drinking all the milkshake at the Broncos, and he's controlling that team like no one else has uh, in a long, long time. He's an interesting pickup. Uh, he's pretty well priced out, but... Uh, if you're looking for someone a little bit different, Adam Reynolds could be a tasty one. That's true. It could be that Adam Reynolds is having his breakout season after playing so long with an actual halves partner. Now he's having to do it all. Um, all right. So, and for myself, I have Jackson Hastings, 2.5%. Look, I have to do it. If I don't do it, I'm just going to turn myself into a laughing stock. Okay, guys, let's go to a captain, my captain this week. Now, from what I understand, we all have Nathan Cleary. Is that right, Ant? Yep, sure yep. is. Mitch, I know you've got him. So really, we're going to go captain, vice-captain, just in case Cleary comes off and who you, you would pick if, you know, Cleary left your team suddenly. So, Mitch, um, who's your vice-captain this week? Is this on my actual team? On your actual team, mate. Benny Hunt. Benny Hunt. Wait. And, and who, would be your yeah. no, who would be your pick of choice if you didn't have Cleary this week? 
for me. Uh, I'd probably go Nico Hines. That's a pretty clever one. And um, so Vice Hines, and then uh, Haas. Yeah, no, excellent. And I've done it the other way around. I've got Payne Haas as my uh, vice captain. And yeah, I'd say go and get Nico Hines or I'd probably pick Cam Murray as well as the other option, you know, or Zoe Papali, one of those two fellas because uh, they seem to be punching out pretty decent scores. Uh, and they seem to be pretty safe for a 60. Okay, trades this week. Uh, I have a tentative Randall to Hastings. I don't really want to make it but it allows me to do Leo Thompson and Brandon Smith as well. So I like that a lot. I like it a lot. So Ooh, I'm just, geez, I, I like that. I, I just have to, I don't love the Randall to Hastings, but I like Leo Thompson to Brandon Smith. Well, one makes the other happen. So oh, I've no. just got to go make sure that I can still afford all that and have some backup in my team. You know what, dude, you keep your hooker mid coverage there too. I do. And well, I've already oh. got Randall and Grant. In my t- uh, sorry, I mean, I've got Starling and Grant, so Randall's oh, really just a bonus. Yeah, you could do it. You might lose a little bit of cash on Randall, but I think Hastings has the better long-term proposition. That's it. Mitch, what have you got? I've got Nanine to Smith. That's a layup, and uh, I haven't decided on this one. It's either Man to Tamari Martin or Jackson Hastings. I just, I just don't like the Tigers. It's going to be really hard for me to pull the trigger on that, and I don't want to eat crow one way or the other, so not sure what I'm going to do there. Oh, look, the good news is, mate, is that if you get Jackson Hastings, right, I've not only spent three podcasts recommending, so you can give me stick like you normally do for all of my other ones. Uh, <laughs> the answer is Ant's on him, Nick is on him, I'll be on him. So, mate, you're in good company. You're not losing ground. Yeah, but I'm not making ground. That's true. Anyway, okay, look, that, that's what you got there. And Ant, what have you got, mate? Um, so I've got plenty of centers in my team, so I'm thinking ejecting Burton to Martin to make up a bit of cash, but I'm also trying to... I'm sweating on Jones playing this week. <laughs> um, I've got no edge replacement, so oh, I'm no. in a bit of a pickle. I, I your shit out there, man. Um, but <laughs> I know who I'm versing this week, and they're, they're not particularly stiff opposition, so I might just take this one on the chin. Fair enough. I guess yeah, when you're playing head-to-head, you can make those choices. Yeah, I would exactly. say, mate, you've got to make 200k on that Tamari Martin, but in the 225k, you could really get it like an upgrade edge player. You could jump all the way up to like a Papali or one of those type of fellas out on the edge there and, and just start smashing some boys. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have a, we'll have a look around. Hopefully it pays off. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's get to the very last because it's, it's about 11 o'clock at night, so let's get to the questions from the people. Uh, so I had a question from Anonymous. Hi, Mum. Uh, do you guys have questions <laughs> on how to get Crichton without Cleary, Teddy, uh, possibly Angus and Steve Crichton? Is it just hold them and suck it up or plan to use the trades in and out? Cheers, uh, guys. Love you all. Uh, so for this one... I would say it's pretty much, it is a definition of, are you playing, if you're playing overall, uh, you have to, at home, you have to prepare to trade at least a couple of these guys out and run as many players across this period as you can, which means not mucking around with trades this week or mucking around with your emergency bench and just making sure that you've got enough trades, players to run 14, 15, 16, 17 players, round 13 and round 17. Uh, and probably... And have a plan in your head on how to get these guys back in after. Uh, if 
you're a head-to-head player, it really depends. Like, if you're doing well, if you're 6-2, and two, just hold them. Who cares? They'll miss a couple of games. You run short, you might lose a couple. But that's fine. You're playing finals anyway, and then you've got these studs in your team around 21. If, however, you are short, these these period of time where you can sucker punch people like me <laughs> who are doing okay in the leagues, and you're just because you're rolling out all the big boys, you're rolling out Isaiah Papali'i, you're prepared for Origin, you're, and you can catch up a lot of ranks very quickly. So yeah, you guys, are you are you tried trading out for Origin this year? Are you going to hold your Origin players? Um, uh, answer you go, first, mate. Oh, oh, yeah, cool. Yep, right, yep. Um, so I don't think I have as bad as a pick as Cleary, Teddy, Crichton. Um, I would probably hold on to them, but personally, because I've got um, plenty of room to cover those positions. In saying that, we've got a couple of weeks coming up to think about how you might manoeuvre it if you're really concerned in stemming those losses. But like Stu said, like <laughs> if you're doing well head-to-head and you're up, I would just hang on um, and just ride it out. Mm. And if not, save on those trades so that you've got them to shift yeah, the guys 100%. out. Yeah, 100%. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Mitch, are you, are you planning to trade out guys around Origin? I'm so far behind in the ranks. The only thing I can do this year is drink everyone's tears in the head-to-head league. So I'll be hanging on and saving my trades. Um, that's my best bit of salvaging this season. Ah, fair enough. All right. Uh, Brendan Vicaries has asked, is it time to move Randall on? And the answer is, is that we're split. I guess a lot of us want to give him a second week unless you have a straight upgrade plan for Randall. Uh Good what question for you guys. Wade Bar seventy seven, Cody Walker, is he bottomed out yet? That is an excellent question. I am very quickly going to pull up Cody Walker and tell you what I think. Four thirty seven K. He's close. He's close. Oh, he's uh, close. What's his break even? Yep, I do. I think that's a great. I think that's probably one of the better questions we've had. And the answer is yes, I do. Is now, he worth the, the jumping on at four thirty five K? He started this year at six hundred and. 30 or so i haven't seen enough to to say that because i think he had it might have had a meat pie in that 37 yeah he did on that 47 rather he had a meat pie in that and a try assist uh no he's not he's not he doesn't have enough base stats and the rabbitos have been playing a different brand of footy under demetrio it's not bennett footy and walker has suffered from that and i don't think that's likely to change i think um, Hastings is probably a safer bet, even though he's 60k, mm. 60k more. Um, but I do think Walker's price has bottomed out. I think he'll have the odd week in the mid 50s, but he'll lurk much like Ilias has in the high 30s, low 40s. Mm. Certainly an interesting pod pickup this week. Oh, uh, I don't hate it, but it's risky. Oh, it's definitely risky. Uh, all right. Last one. Uh, hey guys, huge fans. Dumped on how to get Talakai for the 150 200k price rises yet to come. Is he worth a look still? So I think, uh, Mitch, your final thoughts on Talakai, is he worth still the pickup? Not anymore, but he was when Nick shot me down last week and the week before. So mm. if he was here, I'm sure he'd have some good thoughts on that one. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, he asked this question, Mitch. So <laughs> good luck to him. <laughs> and, and he also asked his thing of bringing Temari Martin into to cash out Man and Targo. Oof. See, so, I like that, and I'm thinking nothing. about doing the same. I believe but, Nick's but, already but he's brought doing in Talakai, 
and Martin to cash out Man and Targo. That's like a real gamble, isn't it? Because if Talakai goes big again, yeah, the absolute genius of the year, right? You know what? Nick has been on the pulse with some of these things all year. Um, Talakai could conceivably hit like 900k, and then when someone does figure him out, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I think, I think I like it. I mean, as I said, Nick's been on the pulse. I think, mate, if you if you end up listening. Um, there's one thing in our body that's never wrong. It's our tummy. It knows when we're hungry. It knows when we're right. Stick to your gut. You've been right all year. I think it's it's super spicy. Um, and if you're thinking that it's worthwhile, I'd back it. Um, the Sharkies have looked good. Uh, they're up against the Broncos. I think Talakai has a good chance of punching out 60 or 70 again. There's absolute risk attached. But if you're just trying to nab you know, another sneaky 150K out of Talakai... You're getting man out. Martin's going to basically be a straight swap as far as points go, and you might you might make a big bit of money out of it, and then you can swap out to Murray. So, you know, I think Talakai will hit Murray levels, and then he can just move across from there. So, yeah, good move, Stu. Uh, look, I I honestly I want to agree with you there and say that like Talakai is the go because I want Nick to crash and burn. Um, I think getting on <laughs> this late, I think you will make sixty or seventy k this week or and over the next couple of weeks. And then he's going to absolutely go through the floor, like the reverse direction. He'll get a 16, he'll get a 27, he'll come up against a good side or get clipped. And he's just absolutely going to go down. It's like um, a few years ago, Bradman Best came in, got a couple of 70s in a row, really shot up, and then kind of trundled down. That's what I see happening with Talakai. So, um, but mate, if you need to take a punt to get your team value up and going, make it uh and are you would you consider buying talakai i think we've been through it no definitely not um usually when i do things like this it's a kiss of death so just for your guys sake or nicks i'm just not gonna touch him gonna wait are you else. just just to clarify you're not getting hastings are you okay no, i've already Martin. got hastings do you oh shit yeah no he's done week. all right there you got 63 yeah, so maybe not, but with Talakai, just no, I, I don't, I'm not going to chase that one. The, the thing is, it's like it could be like that Cleary moment where everyone was spooked that he couldn't oh. keep it up, and then he then he's going to do it. So Nick might don't have to ask that. Talakai does I, not I have the stamina to do that. He's not got the athleticism. I, I'm just throwing cool, it out there. Maybe Nick cooler, will have it on us. If you watched when he was playing with Cooler, right? The answer is, is that a center who's got a decent step and he's he's not literally running backwards when talakai runs into him right Mm -hmm. to push him over will do all right against him so and cooler is about half the body size for me it's a win-win either i get to see nick shred you or nick crashes down and i i beat him so nick i I think you should do it if not just because it benefits (laughs) me no matter what (laughs) fair enough all right excellent and look on that note, guys, uh, you know, Nick crashing and burning or, uh, you know, smashing me, uh, we're going to wrap up tonight, guys. Uh, thank you, Ant, for coming along tonight. It's great to have you along. Thank no you. worries. Thank you, Mitch, as always, for your expertise and for making me feel better about my score. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, thank you to the listeners at home. If you made it through this far, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, whether you listen to this tonight, which is really unlikely, or tomorrow, uh, enjoy send us some feedback we always need love to know how we can improve uh, things that you like to hear more or less of so send us that feedback through give us a listen give us a review 
Uh, catch you guys later. Uh, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, mate. I'll see you next week. See you next week, Anthony. I'll, I know, I'll see you next time that we need a fill in. Thanks, yeah, mate. no worries. Happy <laughs> to help anytime. <laughs> no, mate, it's great to have you along. Thank you. Cheers.